0: Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. If you missed the live stream, there'll be timestamps below for all the various things we're going to talk about in this video. The lead story is that I think the Call of Duty Vanguard beta was a mistake. We're also going to be talking about the Spider-Man 2 co-op information and why I don't think co-op belongs in that game. And lastly, the Wolverine game rating. What kind of game rating should this game receive? And what do I want to see when the product finally launches if you're in the live audience we greatly appreciate you being here make sure and smash the like button be sure that you are set to subscribe as well as set to uh the bell button to all sometimes that gets switched around so make sure and check that that is set to all if it gets set to personalized you will not get notified whenever i go live And uh, for those of you that watched the past broadcast, we will be adding those timestamps again and being sure to cover more than we previously covered. And what we want to do is we want to start every day with the opinion piece, so... This is an SNTR update. I want to talk about why I think the Call of Duty Vanguard Beta was a mistake. I did play it. I played the Alpha as well as the Beta, and the Alpha was just Champion Hill Duos, and now the Beta offers Team Deathmatch, a variety of maps, and they added Champion Hill Trios. Admittedly, I did not play Champion Hill Trios, but I did try out the Team Deathmatch, and Seeing the community response to this has me a little concerned, not necessarily about the game, but about doing a beta like this. The beta is not done, but the beta and the alpha are close to being behind us, and I want to talk about the good, the bad, and I want to end with why I think it was a mistake. Let's just start with the good. I think the guns handle very, very well, and the movement and the combat feel exactly how you would want a Call of Duty to feel. I never never felt that there was a sluggishness or a lack of accuracy or good hit detection. It felt very smooth and it felt very crisp. It it was what I would hope to get out of a Call of Duty. The map design certainly brings a learning curve, because you're going to really, really struggle on some of the smaller maps. There's definitely a spawn cycle... Uh, and a thing that can happen where you're getting shot in the back a lot or just getting flanked a ton And once you sort of learn the maps and adapt it tends to get a little bit better So once I learned map design I saw the strats to surviving and winning and I actually thought the graphics You know around the maps were very good the graphics outside of the map I think are are actually pretty good as well the main thing for me in a game like this is gun appearance and visibility you know what's the gun look like that's one of your main immersion points in the game and you know what's visibility look like sometimes it's incredibly hard to see the enemy and i didn't feel that that was a problem at all i think they're in the right spot i think the environments range from bright to bland and i think that's to be expected some maps are going to pop a little bit more than others let's talk about the bad Champion Hill was the kickoff game mode in the alpha, so this is sort of the first look that the public got, YouTubers, streamers, whatever, at... Call of Duty Vanguard, and I think Champion Hill is incredibly unwelcoming and low on accessibility, which makes it an awkward first foot forward. I can see the potential of this game mode competitively or for streamers or little squads of duos and trios getting very good at the at the flow of that mode, but it was incredibly rough as an opening mode. When I played Team Deathmatch, there was an obvious amount of skill-based matchmaking in full swing, because my first game was very rough, I went like a .72 KD, and then my second match I was at like a 3.2 or something, because they just it went from, oh sorry, you're a pretty bad player, and then it put me with a bunch of bad players. And uh, it, that obviously is a little concerning, because skill-based matchmaking swings can be very frustrating. because. Undoubtedly, with that 3KD, I would have went into the next match and probably had a pretty bad time. Now, it being just another Call of Duty is not a bad thing, but that certainly is a bad thing for a Beta and an Alpha that you would hope would drive sales, and I actually don't think that this will. Let's end with why I think that the beta was a bad idea. Now folks that have seen it, felt it, and witnessed it, the maps, you know, the, the weapons that you got, the, they their old-style weapons in the game modes, this is all things we've played and felt and experienced before, and the only new mode was Champion Hill, which I don't think has a whole lot of selling power. I think it's built for streamers, it's built for competitive heads, and it will likely turn off a lot of people in the Call of Duty player base. So, you're mainly just buying another Call of Duty, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. The sad thing is, it's not a bad game. It certainly has a lot to offer for fans of the franchise, but it seems they may have let us see an experience way too much before even having to purchase the game. Now, some people had to pre-order to get in, but eventually it's going to open up to everybody. And My concern is, they're not going to have an experience that drives them to say, I gotta play this, I gotta jump in to Call of Duty Vanguard. I think the old-style weapons in the World War setting automatically turns a lot of folks off, but I also think the game flow, the gameplay, and you know, in the new modes, I really don't think they hit the right tone, and that might cause this one to not be as successful as some of its predecessors. Let me know what you think below. Do you disagree? You can always catch me live over on SNTR Gaming, and if you're watching this on SNTR Updates, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. And for those of you that are in the live audience, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. That's my opening opinion piece. That's what I think. I I, uh, I played it, and I, I don't think this was a great idea. I don't think putting this out in view of the public is going to garner what they were hoping for. Oh, I've not updated the 80s tease command. I'm a little out of sorts this morning. Uh, I had to... I had to like grab that trailer. I wasn't ready for that scene. I had to do it while I was talking. I haven't updated the uh, the shirt command. This is a Venom Carnage shirt, uh, a Venom uh, Carnage shirt. So I'll send you over to the uh, to the Marvel collection today if you use the shirt command. Guys, be sure to smash the like button. Get us our first 100 likes. And uh, strong start today. There were a lot of you waiting. And we appreciated so, so much you guys giving us the opportunity uh, to stream every day. And the, the the coffee orders and everything else. We greatly appreciate that. Yo, what's good, old soul? Get your questions submitted, your comments submitted. We, we've been discussing and brainstorming how to get more people to use the question uh, command and I want to I want to do a poll here. Call of Duty Vanguard Beta uh, thoughts. I'm gonna put good, meh and or uh, good, average, and bad. Good, average, and bad thoughts. Uh, even just from watching, even if you've just been watching, right? Call of Duty Vanguard Beta, good, average, bad. You don't have to have played it to have formulated an opinion about it. You may have an armchair sort of sideline opinion from it, you know? I'm with you on this. It was a mistake to make Call of Duty in the first place. You think the franchise or you think this Call of Duty? What do you mean by that? You don't think they should even be making it anymore? Dying Light 2 has been delayed. Gonna need to speak to my boss about February's pay. Gonna need more money for all the games. I saw that... And the interesting thing about that delay isn't that it's happening. I, I said anything in December, anything with the launch date in December, that's a very precarious launch date, okay? I, you got you can't have a lot of confidence in that launch date, all right? For me, I was like, why would you set your sights on February? I don't understand, right? February has to be one of the most like it February is like the new December. It's like I don't understand. We did, you don't want to land in February, right? You oh, I'm sorry. Good morning Discord audio folks. I'm sorry about that. I keep forgetting that in my my morning ritual. The the hot key to undeafen only works if I'm actively inside Discord. So if I if I click it, it doesn't work. It it worked on my other rig. I don't know why it doesn't work on this rig. Um I think it's too much like World War II, and I hated that. All of them, I hate Call of Duty, don't listen to me. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, if you don't like Call of Duty, then obviously I that your opinion is, is, is meaningful, but it doesn't really land on a discussion about a beta and an alpha and is it going to motivate purchases, right? Better off going to May, all about financials year-end. That's really unfortunate if everybody's being forced into that, right? They're being forced into a February launch date because of, you know, because of fiscal years. You know what I mean? The problem with your opinion is Warzone. The new guns will be the strongest in the game. The only way to level them is to own Vanguard. That drove Black Ops sales, and it will here too. Now, that's new information for me. I was not aware that that was something that they did, Justin. So your theory and it pr- sounds like a good theory. Your theory is they're going to drive Vanguard sales with Warzone. Like if you want to level something, you need to do you need to own Vanguard. You're saying they did that with Black Ops. I love Call of Duty but I don't like the ones with the old weapons. It's so interesting, cataclysmic because I can stand here and tell you, I can sit here. I can sit here and tell you that the weapons feel amazing. And yet, I don't like them. I don't. I don't like using an MP40. I don't like using a Thompson. Or they don't feel. They don't. They feel good, but there's something about the visual. It's like I don't like that. I don't. It. Wh- wh- why? Why? Why is that there? Why does it have to look like that? Why does that? What you know? Why that? Why does the ADS? Why does the scope? Why does the sight have to look like that? Creature says they changed that this year. That will not be the case. If you want anti cheat, you have to buy Vanguard. Wait, I don't understand. (laughs) If you want anti cheat. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So is there not going to be any anti cheat in. uh, Was there going to be any anti cheat in Warzone? (laughs) They're not going to put it in there? They're like, yeah, it's it's a cheater's paradise. If you want anti cheat, you got to head over there to Vanguard. You got to buy that one. (laughs) Uh. If you guys want to have your comment or your question showcased, you can use the question command, type exclamation point question, followed by your thought or your comment or your question. If you're new, you need to be subscribed to do that, to talk in the chat. Uh, I'm not sure ever how to say this one. Can you show the full design? You always ask this. You always want a full model of the shirt. This one I understand, okay? A couple of days ago, I thought you were just being kind of weird. This one I get it. I'll give you a full look at the shirt. All right, ready? There you go. There you go. That's that's a full model of the shirt. I'm not going to spin for you. You got to pay extra for that. There you go. That's the shirt. If you want to use the shirt command, the the 80s tees uh, code usages were way down the last couple of months. So guys, make sure if you're going over there and buying shirts, you're using code LONO. Uh, If you haven't ordered any coffee yet, be sure to do that. We like to see a couple of coffee orders every single day. My wife tells me I need to sell three orders a day. So be sure to use the coffee command or go to Rageless Roast. Dot com. Nice shirt, thank you ADJC <clears throat> Good morning Amori, good morning feed I see you in the chat Anti-cheat is coming regardless And it's going to be the same as in the past You'll level guns in Vanguard to use them In Warzone How much extra? Uh, I just got paid <laughs> How much extra? Oh, it's $100, it's $100 A spin <laughs> I'm not getting up out of my seat and moving around unless, uh, For For less than $100. No. Will you spin now? No. Sorry, ADJC. What we should have done is I'm thinking of a number between 1 and 100 and I would make you guys guess with tips. Now that, that's a get-rich-quick scheme because you guys would never get it, you know? I would make it like $33.17 or something and you'd never ever guess it. I'm like, this is great. I <laughs> uh, got a new job, so I'm a working lurker. Oh, well, thanks for being here, Gabby. I appreciate it. I didn't like Black Ops 3 because of the wall running, but I adapted to it because of the weapons were dope weapons can be a make or break right the weapons in a game are a make or break situation because you can play a game that looks wonderful and if the guns are not enjoyable you kind of don't care you're like i don't care that this game is 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 long and there's lots to do and uh, you know i I don't i don't care about any of that the guns are kind of not that great you know and There is something about World War II weapons. There's something about the older weapons that I think causes that. And I don't necessarily know a way to fix it. You can definitely tell they're doing everything they can to make the guns feel more modern. Every time I put a sight on the weapon, I'm like, okay, this doesn't seem like it's historically accurate, like, at all. (laughs) I don't think they had these back then, you know? This, This is, uh... This is this is a little too nice, you know. I don't think they were running around, you know, on the beaches of Normandy with uh with Oh, come on, dad not good, this is what you spin now. You gotta be kidding me. You actually did it. See, I, I I didn't set it high enough. I should have set it so incredibly high that it would make it would take away the shame of what I'm about to do and what I'm about to feel. Like, I did not set it high enough. I should have said, like, $500 or something. All right, here you go. This is, you don't get a spin. You don't get a spin unless you pay. That's the point. He has to see the shirt. So here you go. Here you go. There's nothing on the back. There's nothing on the back. You see? You see? You just, you just paid for nothing, you know? You paid for nothing. There's nothing on the back of the shirt. You know, we should put a surprise post note back there every day. Like, what's a surprise message today, you know? And you only get to see it if I spin around. Become one of those goofy, like, gimmick streamers, you know? There's a hidden message in the in the, in the sound foam. And if you spot it, <laughs> be sure to watch till minute 17 and you'll be able to see it. And then you'll be... <laughs> uh, why was the beta a mistake? I think the beta was a mistake because they're not winning over the public with it, right? I think this is what happens in every... there. there's a cycle in games like this, and the beta just started the cycle, okay? And this is what the cycle looks like. Announcement, trailer, gameplay. That's always the beginning of the cycle. Announcement, trailer, gameplay. Okay, And in that ramp up, Excitement from the audience is usually step in step where they usually get excited They usually get pretty hyped and they're they're wanting to play the game. All right And then the game gets close to launch so they do some more reveals and this tends to drive the excitement and the hype up Okay, all right. I'm hitting dislike for that spin. No jazz to it or anything (laughs) Okay, so that that typically goes step in step and then the game launches and then usually disappointment reality all that settles in on the audience and they're like this isn't quite as good as i thought it was going to be right yeah i can tell we're getting blips i can tell we're getting blips i'm looking at the viewership and i can tell which stinks because we had a really strong start it's not on my end It's not on my end. I can tell a bunch of you are having to refresh, which is terrible if new people come in. They're going to think this guy doesn't know what he's doing. It's not my fault. It's something that YouTube is doing. Um, They've got to be making updates because we haven't had any issues. And then they, they buy a bunch of big streamers and they're possibly doing things in the back end that's causing issues. Close to release will be Warzone updates, I think, to bring the hype as much as possible. Now, you're not wrong about that. I mean, they did that in-game thing in Warzone with the train, and it was kind of cheesy. It was kind of throwaway. But at the same time, it they used Warzone as a marketing funnel. On a serious note, thanks for everything you do. You kept me sane over the last few years. Oh, I appreciate that. It's because of the spin. Yeah, we're getting in trouble because I spun on stream. They don't like that. They don't like that kind of content. On this platform, <laughs> if you want to do that, you got to take that over there to the other side. Um, so the the. My concern is, when you consider that cycle of announcement, trailer, gameplay, like you're building, you're building, you're building, the crescendo usually hits right before release and then release happens and then there's like a crash of disappointment afterward. Now, that crash of disappointment doesn't even necessarily mean that the games were bad. I think that's just what happens. That's just how people respond. It's, it's, that's what it is. That's how people respond. It's how people look at the game and look at the experience, right? So, when, when, when you launch a beta and, and you make an, you make it open, okay? Now, they did do, like, early access for PlayStation and then they did, like, oh, hey, if you pre-order, you get access as well, okay? That's all great, right? That's all great. That at least makes it to where, There, at least some of the people playing have had to purchase but once you open it up to everybody i think a lot of them are going to have similar conclusions there's pro level players that are like i don't like it there's big time streamers that are like i'm not going to play it it just isn't hooking people and i think the problem is it's just another call of duty now i'm not against that if you're going to make a sequel if you're going to continue your franchise That's part of it. Part of it is delivering a consistent product. Part of it is saying, this is what people have come to expect. That's what we're going to deliver. Okay? The challenge is, you just let everybody know it's basically just another Call of Duty and they don't have to spend any money. They could watch a streamer. They could watch a YouTuber. They could play it once it's totally open to the public. Right? And when that happens... Then you're gonna have people saying, "Yeah, I don't, I don't want to buy that. I've seen and heard, right? Seen and heard. I've experienced it. I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't care now. Yo, what's good, Atwood? The success of Vanguard will depend on how good Battlefield is. That I don't agree with. I don't think its success is anywhere near tied to Battlefield. I don't think, I don't, I don't think they're, I don't think they're in the, he- the same hemisphere anymore. I don't." The early beta requires pre order, at least in Japan. Yes, but it's gonna open up to everybody very, very soon. I think the table's already set. I think the I think the open beta is gonna land, the general public's gonna play it, and they're gonna say, Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Like, I don't I don't see a reason to buy it, you know. Now, you have to consider something with Call of Duty and what they're doing. They're potentially cannibalizing their own franchise with this. Every game is still running, every game is getting updated. And here's what I mean. It could pay off big, but it also could tend to hobble any new launches. Now, people are already saying, oh, they're going to make you go play Vanguard to level up weapons. Well, okay. That's a possibility. That's a thing they might do to resolve this. However, if if people are content to continue playing Warzone... Warzone gets updates, Warzone has new seasons, they like Warzone, gets a new map, whatever. If if they that that gives them plenty of reason to not even care about Vanguard, especially if they play it for free and they're like, I didn't really like it that much. I didn't like the old weapon. You come from Warzone, you start picking up a a Thompson or an MP forty, you're gonna be like, I don't really like these weapons. They don't feel they don't feel as good. They don't look or sound as good, right? And so I I happen to think that theory is probably pretty on point. They're going to try to drive people into Vanguard through Warzone. They're going to continue to use that funnel because if not, the, fr- the, the, the titles will cannibalize each other. Who's going to go play Vanguard if they can happily continue to play Warzone and the updates and everything else? Now, you're going to have the people that are diehard World War II Call of Duty fans that are like, I don't don't like Warzone, I don't like all that modern stuff, I'm going to make sure and check out Vanguard. I will always say I have no interest in Call of Duty games set in World War. You can't take advantage of today's technology and weapon builds are boring. Right. I think people are going to play Vanguard, finish the campaign, then move to Battlefield due to more features. The only reason I see people staying in Call of Duty is Warzone. That's a possibility that Battlefield's portal and Battlefield's you know newness, they've not done one in a long time, right? Sorry if I missed this. The, is the Vanguard Battle Royal or just the latest campaign in regular PvP? It's going to be a campaign with PvP. They've added a new mode. They're... Sort of their their way of setting this one apart is the Champion Hill mode. And Champion Hill is like the combination between like a small stripped-down game mode with economy, like buying weapons and weapon upgrades, and then it's almost like a mini-tournament. So as you play in advance, you're trying to knock out other small teams. So they've got duos and trios. Like you and a buddy go in, and you're trying to stay alive and kill the other team because your lives are basically your your current your they're precious to you. If you're going to go the distance and get really far in Champion Hill, you've got to eliminate the other team extremely quickly and not give up any of your lives because by the time you get to the end, you're going to be facing some team that crushed it and they've got seven lives and you've got two that's going to be a ridiculously hard match now see that's where the competitive that's where the streamer like that's where that environment's going to come in because in a competitive realm in a streaming environment people like that they like watching a battle royale they like seeing the risk they like seeing the big moment of oh my goodness this duo has one life left and they're facing against the team with six this is going to be almost insurmountable. They're going to have to kill them so many times before it's over, and if they die once, it's it. That's the end of it, right? Those tense moments, those everything's on the line, like, Battle Royales tend to bring that, right? As soon as you tune into a Battle Royale, you immediately know how many people are left on the map, how many kills do they have, where are they on the map, how much time's left on the zone, like, the the, the UI immediately orients the viewer to what's going on. I think that's one of the reasons Battle Royales became so popular as a streaming, as a streaming thing. If you tune into somebody playing like a a team deathmatch, like Call of Duty, you don't know what's going on. You're like, I don't know, I can see the score, I can see how much time is left, but that's about it. Like... I don't know like how well is this player doing what's their kd how well is the other team doing i don't know where where where's the map flow been where are the hot spots been is there a camper is there this you don't know any of that why you're like well i know the score and how much time is left like a battle royale immediately sets the stage this guy's got six kills there's seven people left and the zone is closing and he's hoofing it right that sets the stage that that makes it to where you know you're like there's a lot on the line right now, dude's having a good game, and he, and, he, and he's heading he's heading towards final zone. Champion Hill could bring that. Like as soon as you tune into it, you're like, oh, okay. They don't have a whole lot of they don't have a whole lot of lives left, and they're getting kills. What's Champion Hill? I I just spent the last two minutes explaining it to you. Did you just get here? I thought you were here earlier, Fat Seal. I'll explain it again. It is a stripped down game mode. You can play it as a duo or a trio. There is economy. It's round based, right? You go round around around because there's like a time limit and you get you get money to upgrade your guns, to buy like a radar, to like buy all kind of stuff, right? And you have so many lives. So it's like a mini tournament. It's like a miniature tournament. So if you kill the other team or not maybe you don't kill them maybe you kill the other team four times and they kill you two times and then the round is over right well they lost four of their lives and you lost two and then you go to the next round and then it randomly puts you against another duo or trio in the server and so then you're randomly against another team same thing round based combat against them you play a couple rounds against them and you have like econ you know you can level up your guns you can buy stuff right So it's like an elimination-style tournament where there is economy, and then they're randomly pitting you against another team. So if luck has it, there can be a team that just keeps getting randomly pitted against like really, really bad teams, right? Yeah, these are disc plates, And then they, they get to the end with six or seven lives, and maybe you fought blood, sweat, and tears, you know? You fought blood, sweat, and tears, and and you got two lives left. Well, now if you want to win, you got to beat that team that had easy street the whole time. Like right? they got seven lives left. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't have easy street. Maybe they're killers. You know, and they got seven lives left because they're 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 crushing it. Okay. Well, you go to that last fight, same thing, round-based, economy, usually by then, all the all the environments are destroyed because there's destructible environments, everything's blown to bits, everybody has amazing kits because they've been buying the best weapons they can and then upgrading, like, and you hit a button to literally upgrade your weapon, right? Battlefield has way more people interested this time around. The reveal trailers for both games have 19 million views, but the gameplay trailers are 10 million for Battlefield and 600,000 for Vanguard. What I'm saying is, and see, that's my point. That's why I think the beta was a mistake. You left no mystery. Now people know. I know what it looks like. Even people that are maybe on the fence are like, I really don't like World War II era cod. I really like modern Call of Duty. Well, that 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 you've removed all mystery for them. They've seen it. They're like, eh, it looks okay. Yeah, the guns. I don't know. You know, the MP forty seems like it's got too much kick, or you know, whatever. I actually thought, I actually thought the guns were extremely, you know. They they were they were extremely good. They handled very well, but I, I didn't I didn't like them. I didn't like them. They handled fine. They were effective. I had a couple of good games. I had a couple of bad games. Right? They do this for every Call of Duty, and every time it turns out just fine. How long have they been doing uh, open betas, Sven? When did they start doing that? Do they do that for um, Black Ops Cold War? Do they do that for? Did do they do that for Warzone? Did they just say, "Yeah, here, come and play it"? Zero dollar. I mean, Warzone's free, so it's a bit of a different scenario. Good morning, Night Train. It's a bit of a different scenario. Playing, you know, playing Warzone because I mean that was free anyway. But uh, did they do an open beta for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War since Black Ops Three? Really, really? Hmm. Hmm. For whatever reason, the response to this one hasn't been very good. The response hasn't been very good. I don't know what it is. Is it the is it the lack of innovation? Is it the game mode? Is Champion Hill turning folks off? Like, did they make something for streamers? And streamers are kinda like, eh, I don't really I don't really dig it, you know? I don't know. It's interesting to me that this one's getting the response that it's getting if they've done this every single time. I mean is this the pattern of like, ah, oh, it's not very good, it's disappointing, and then when it comes out, they're like, well, I mean, I'm of course I'm gonna buy it, right? <laughs> of course I'm gonna buy it. In what way not very good? I don't think it's winning I don't think it's winning anybody over. You have to understand, a lot of people jumping into this are coming fresh out of war zone, right? They're coming fresh out of war zone. I think that might be the different factor this time around, is that warzone is sitting there as a fully functional call of duty great weapons really good innovation on modes and you know you got you got all kind of great you know modern weaponry okay Nick uh, Nick said he's not interested in it really yeah like why is Nick Merck saying he's not interested in it why are there why are there guys like Skump saying they're gonna take a year off like I don't know there's going to be a vanguard warzone map too are they going to update or add to warzone yeah yeah they're, they're going to continue they're going to continue updating and giving warzone love that's the point Is it's like if warzone's in the room I think that's part of what we're dealing with here I think that's part of why people are saying I yeah I don't know yeah, I don't like it isn't the same engine it's the same engine as warzone yeah they use the same engine as warzone There's a big World War fatigue. I think Warzone and Call of Duty multiplayer uh, are the two different players now. And maybe that's what's going on, right? Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe Warzone players are playing it and saying, I think I'll pass. And there's so many of them that their voices are sort of driving the conversation because there's so many Warzone players. It is possible that they're like, I just I don't like it, and there's this super loyal crowd that's like, no, this is great. This is another World War Call of Duty. It feels good. I like it. You know, I miss the MP forty or whatever. Everyone who pays for Call of Duty annually will buy Vanguard, no doubt. Right. It'll probably be a second Warzone. I bet a different one. Aren't? They, didn't they just do a bunch to it? Like, new season update the map and all of that. If you guys are just tuning in, take the poll at the top of chat. We want to hear from you. Even if you've just watched the beta, what do you think? Good, average, or bad? Average is running away with it. Nick Merckx is done with regular Call of Duty, he said. He enjoys the fast pace of Battle Royales. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you want something that's fast-paced and you want, a lot of, you want a lot of violence and speed and momentum, then Champion Hill doesn't really bring that champion hill you want to know why champion hill is so odd to me and why i think a lot of people may end up not liking it it's like driving in a really really fast ferrari in a neighborhood with tons of stop signs that's what it feels like it's like oh this car is awesome gotta stop okay all right here we go you're like oh, gotta stop that's what Champion Hill feels like. It's like driving a really nice Ferrari in a neighborhood with a bunch of stop signs. It's like fast, crazy. That was intense. Oh my gosh, the map's so small. And then you're standing around in an elevator. Okay. Right. Econ, spend some money. All right, back to it. I wonder if that rhythm is just going to wear people out. You know? I wonder if that rhythm is just going to wear people out. They're going to be like, oh, I don't know. I don't like it you know it's fun we won but i just don't like it the rhythm is odd there's an odd cadence to this game to this mode this is supposed to be one of the big draws to vanguard is the new mode champion hill like that's supposed to be one of the big draws were these people grinding modern warfare or uh, or coldware beyond weapon loadouts i somehow doubt it it's like saying you're not playing something you wouldn't be playing anyways Big streamers will not play arena shooters to to the degree that they would BRs. That's why I see Halo having a big drop-off unless they have a BR in the back pocket. I think the difference in Halo is... Now, I, I actually think some of your observation is right on the money. I think BRs create a better rhythm and space for moments than an arena like that's what they want right they want some space they want to be able to breathe and yuck it up with their friends but they wanted the opportunity to create a moment that's why br's that's why fortnite was so successful you got the fun goofy banter they're able to breathe they're able to talk and then they can make a moment happen and everyone goes nuts they're like oh my gosh what a winner oh my gosh you suck doesn't matter doesn't matter if, if br streamers can get into that headspace of like a win or a loss is equal in entertainment value as long as you sell it okay and the lack of that in an arena an arena is a meat grinder it's just like run back out and fight run back out and fight try to get a really good kill try to get a really good kill can't really banter with your buddies right because you're just constantly in the thick of it calling out calling out fight 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 The only thing that I think could end up being different for Halo is there is the nostalgia factor and there's really big streamers that love Halo and they could get in and make something out of it, whether it's maybe capture the flag, right? That could be a time where you can make moments happen big enough. For little moments of breathing little moments of banter and then ctf is more of a tug of war visible tug of war big intense moments you know just generic team deathmatch swat or uh you know maybe big team battle but outside of that no i i, I kind of agree with you i think halo is going to struggle for that reason in the streaming world I-, I think it'll be fine as far as player base numbers go and like committed player base if they nail it then they'll be fine right <clears throat> but from a viewing perspective I, I I actually think he's right I think arenas lack that that draw okay the the only way I think that you're gonna be able to make arena shooters because I do think arena shooters are having a comeback but they're only gonna have a comeback from a spectacle standpoint from a streaming standpoint is if you're doing if you're doing regular competitions and tournaments. That's the only way. The day-to-day watching my favorite streamer grind out Team Deathmatch or something, I don't think so. They'll jump in when a new season starts. They'll check out the battle pass. They'll check out the updates, whether they've updated maps, added maps, added modes. They'll check all that out. But a week's going to go by, and they're going to be like, dude, I'm not going to sit here and grind out SWAT. That's not, that I don't want to do that, right? I, I'd, I'd rather play a battle royale. And that could be what's hurting Vanguard. Vanguard is, even in even in their new offering, Champion Hill, it is very much just arena shooter. You're on a small, tight map. You play the outside. You try to get as many kills as you can. You try to control the other team right pivoting spawns do you split up do you not split up like all the strategies that will emerge like well if we split up you can be over there and ready to go whenever they respawn right I think the average player is going to feel the same way about what what do you mean Halo releasing multiplayer story is a huge flop in my opinion we I mean there's no way to know until they do it I find arenas way more enjoyable the best player wins well, I'm not going to throw up a poll chat, but just snapshot if you're here. What do you prefer, BR or arena? I'm curious, right? Just playing TDM. I don't think you even pin that on the Vanguard World War II theme. I think BRs are still king over any arena shooter presented in today's gaming climate. Yo, it's good, Gritter. BRs are better for streamers, but a lot of people I talk to are tired of BRs. That's why games like Splitgate and Halo are having a comeback. Yeah, look, I mean Arena is is dominating in the chat right now, and I know this is a quick snapshot and a very, and, and not a not a huge portion of the gaming community, but Arena is winning. Like streamers and players I think are a little bit different in, in regards to like what can we do with an Arena? What can we do with a BR? I don't think the average player is just gonna grind out Team Deathmatch. Oh, I see what you're saying, Eugene. It depends because if there's purpose behind it, if there's if there's challenges, if there's a battle pass, if there's a season, if there's a sense of progression, then I think you, you could you could get it through. You you could you could maybe get people to, to, to grind that out. Not a lot of people are using the question command anymore. If you guys want to use that question command to have your question featured right here. Victor Mayhem says, do you think alphas and betas should be done earlier in the development process? It seems showing off too much of the game may be an issue. I mean, it's a double-edged sword, right? Right? It's a double-edged sword. If you've got people that see the game super early in its development cycle... They may make judgments about the game that aren't even fair. It's like, it's so rough around the edges. It's a technical test. It's a pre-alpha, whatever you want to call it. That could end up hurting your game significantly. You know, all I need is a couple of people to say, yeah, I played it. Yeah, I played it. Unless you NDA the frick out of them, even then the stuff's going to end up getting leaked or talked about. You know, some guy's going to send an anonymous email or video to somebody, and then it's going to be all over the internet, and everyone's going to be like, "Yeah, that game looks like crap." Well, of course it does. It's in its roughest, it's in its roughest state, you know. So, but then, like you're saying, if you do it really, really close to the game's launch, you're gonna, you get to see the game. Like, there's no doubt. You're like, "Well, I don't want it now." You know, you got to be really confident in your product if you're going to be rolling out an open beta. The only thing I could think is going on here is Call of Duty's like, listen, we are so commercially successful, we're only doing this distress test. Like We don't give a crap. Like We know everybody's gonna buy it. We know a small percentage of people will be dissuaded from this beta, but most people, our sales projections are solid, right? If the game is locked in and awesome, then the beta's your friend, right? A single new mode isn't drawing people to the new Call of Duty in droves like that especially since everyone's seen it and it's already got bad impressions. I know, people were telling me I was too quick to judge and I was like, if this is your first foot forward with Call of Duty Vanguard, this is an awkward first foot forward. You know what I mean? How's Splitgate doing now? I don't know if there's a way to check the player base numbers. I have a feeling that Splitgate on console is probably healthier than PC because the console crowd are the ones that drove the servers offline. So, I, I don't know. I, the last time I played it, matchmaking was quick, and I still had, like, maybe a 30-second queue when I booted up the, uh, the game. 10,000 on Steam at the moment. That's not bad on Steam. 10,000 concurrent right now um, on Steam. That's not terrible, you know? If you, have, if you have that, in if you equal that on each console around 10k that means you know 30,000 some odd people playing at a given time that's not terrible you know lona was right the alpha was rough yeah i thought the alpha was incredibly rough i thought man i i can't believe you're putting this out front and center you know i jumped in and i literally played an entire game and i was like i don't even know what's going on you know they do this really brief explanation at the beginning about losing your lives protecting your lives you know, the guy's, like, yelling at you. You protect your lives, that's the game. And you're like, okay, got it, I think. And then the econ of, like, upgrading your game, upgrading your gun, upgrading your gear. It's dropped about one-third of its Steam base in the last month. One-third of its Steam base. That, to me, is less surprising. I'm more interested in the console numbers. Because I think the Steam numbers, boot like, like spiked way up. Because a bunch of people wanted to play an arena shooter. They heard it was doing well. They heard, oh, it's better now. They got a taste of Halo Infinite. And so they go running back to Splitgate. Well, I mean, if they weren't, if that was the only reason they were running back, I wouldn't expect them to stay for very long, right? I play Splitgate every day and I have no problems. From what I've heard, the beta is better than the alpha, but I'm still not confident. Well, I played the beta, uh, Takashi, and I played two games of Team Deathmatch. And I walked away from it saying to myself, well, I, I I just, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't experience anything that would make me buy it or go back to it. Now, we bought it. We're going to play it at launch. I'll, I'll play the campaign more than likely, right? I'm not really interested in the multiplayer. I'll play multiplayer if, it's, if there's a reason to. Yeah, we'll be playing Deathloop this afternoon, yes. I'll play multiplayer if there's a reason to, but like, I don't know. For me, Call of Duty, I, I and I we've talked about this before. I have talked about how like launching a shooter right now has to be incredibly difficult, because how do you innovate on on a shooter? How do you do it? You, you know, the best thing you can do is make an amazing shooter that's got you know really good mechanics and a feel and a really good story. Outside of that if 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 you if you try to innovate you you may end up just irritating people they're like i just didn't feel good they tried to do all this newfangled stuff where like i'm i'm grappling or or i'm double jumping or running on walls well so many games do grapple hook double jumping and running on walls so you better nail it or people are going to be like yeah it was clunky it didn't feel very good right If you don't innovate on movement, you're going to have to innovate on the weapons. And when you innovate on the weapons, then you also run the risk in upsetting people's expectations because they're going to be like, well, you know, I really wanted the guns to handle better or be more modern or be smoother or, you know, whatever, right? Two Microsoft titles are leading in game of the year talks. What Microsoft titles from this year are leading in game of the year talks? Enough said. I trust Lono's opinions. If anything, I'm interested in the zombie mode because Cold War is quite fun. Like, Takashi, if it was free, I could see throwing away a weekend or an afternoon with some buddies in Call of Duty Vanguard. I can't see buying it for $70. Like, if I was a normal consumer and I saw that footage and I saw people playing, I cannot imagine running and dropping $70 on it, right? Second Psychonauts and Deathloop. Deathloop's a Microsoft game? What? Since when is Deathloop a Microsoft game? Who developed it? Arcane? Is Arcane? Is Arcane a Microsoft studio? I don't think Psychonauts has a has a chance for Game of the Year. I don't think Deathloop has a chance either. Technically, yes, Bethesda. Bethesda. Well. You're kind of cheating, Mo. Deathloop is not a Microsoft game. It was in development and contractually obligated to every platform before the acquisition. So, Deathloop is not a Microsoft game, homie. <laughs> Deathloop is not on Xbox. Yeah, when's it even. Isn't it a timed exclusive for Sony? It's not even hitting Xbox. Like, it's a Microsoft Studio game that can't even hit the Xbox for. How many months because of the exclusivity deal? (laughs) Arcane is Microsoft's timed exclusive. Right, it's a timed exclusive. So what is a Microsoft title? I mean, it would have released before the acquisition if it wasn't for the Siki. Right, if it wasn't for the Siki, they were not set to launch after the acquisition, so no one would consider that a Microsoft title if it launched a year ago. Microsoft being nice? It's not called being nice. It's called honoring contractual obligations. That's not being nice. That's called being a professional. <laughs> well, we're going to be nice and let you honor your contracts. That's not being nice. That's, there's legality involved there. <laughs> they're, not doing, they're not doing them any favors. Oh, uh, well, we'll let you honor your contract. Frick, you're, you're not letting us honor our contracts. We're legally obligated to honor our contracts. What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, I have a question how long you think the talks were going not long enough to disrupt the Deathloop contract that's for sure the contract ink was dry on the on Deathloop Deathloop's a time exclusive for Sony it was supposed to launch sometime last year right all those gears are in motion the Deathloop contract was likely in talks during production of the game I would imagine right they could have paid that out not necessarily no No, they couldn't have because the other side would have to agree. And there probably wasn't even a conversation about that. I don't think Microsoft's being nice. I think that was a part of the deal was, look, if you're going to acquire us, you've got to let us honor our existing contracts. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. We're not going to be able to start blasting our contracts into smithereens and shoving all of our games onto your system. That's not going to work. People are going to be irritated. There's already trailers. There's already shaking hands. There's already gameplay in circulation. We can't do that. That's not going to work. Listen, if Psychonauts 2 wins game of the year, I'll eat a steak on stream with ketchup. I will do it. I will go and buy a ribeye. I will reverse sear it. I will eat it on stream with ketchup, just slathered on it. If Psychonauts 2 wins Game of the Year, I will freaking do that. You clip it. I, there's no way that game wins Game of the Year. There's no freaking way. It doesn't, it doesn't stand a chance. It's it's not it's not even on the same level as some of the games that'll be nominated for Game of the Year. There's no way no that's my commitment to you is i'll do i will freaking do that and, and stakes are super expensive right now it'll be a complete waste of money it'll be awful it'll be terrible it'll equally be terrible if psychonauts 2 wins game of the year <laughs> check out this little thing we can do if i have to take a break ready if you guys are enjoying the show, hit the subscribe button, the bell button, smash that like button, and stick around because we're talking Spider-Man 2 co-op info and the Wolverine game rating. Yeah? Yeah? Did you guys like that? Did you guys like that? <laughs> if I am like, step away, man. Okay, boss man, I'll hold you to it. Hold me! Hold me to it! Because it's not gonna win! Uh, that is how confident I am! There is there is literally no way! I played both! I played both! I played Psychonauts 2! I play I played I played the uh Ratchet and Clank to completion! Oh I need to- I need to hide this media source. so when I do that, there we go. I couldn't see my microphone when I did that. It's not gonna be nominated. It might get nominated only because the landscape is so thin. There's 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 so few games. There are so few big AAA games that came out. You know? I, I if it even gets a nomination, it'll only be because the landscape is so thin. Not even in the conversation are worthy of a nomination. Yeah, I I can tell you that I'll do that with a stake, knowing that I'll never have to do it. I know I will not. <laughs> Let's take another question, or comment. I think Call of Duty cornered itself by having Call of Duty Vanguard. It uses the same engine as Modern Warfare. It also uses the same engine as Call of Duty Warzone. Use something else, they'd end up with Cold War situation. Nah, not that great. Well, but I don't think they cornered themselves. I think they made the right call. I felt like the Call of Duty Vanguard beta, the gameplay felt great it did you have to understand what i'm saying it felt great it felt as good as a call of duty can and i was kind of like okay cool threw it over my shoulder you know what i mean just threw it over my shoulder maybe returnal gets game of the year i think Returnal will get a nomination but i don't think it'll win Returnal will get nominated for Game of the Year. It was original, new IP, mega creative, super well done. Audio design, the the gameplay, the haptic, the new experimental haptic feedback. I I think Returnal will be nominated. It'll win for certain things. It'll win for certain things. It might win for sound design. I agree it's not worth a nomination, but all the media I saw when it launched seems to think it's a masterpiece. Do you want to know what I think's happening right now? L- let me let me tell you what I think's happening right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my theory on what is happening in gaming. I'm gonna tell you right now why why Deathloop's getting tens from everyone. Do you know what it is? T- tepid tap water would be like the best thing ever if you were walking through a desert. You understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? Tepid tap water would be refreshing if you're. If you're in a desert and we're in a desert right now there's nothing launching and people play a good game okay i'm telling you right now these are good games death loop good game psychonauts 2 good game they're good but i think that's all you need right now and people are like oh my gosh this is unbelievable it's it's just incredible no it's not <laughs> it's fine it's good i guarantee you Deathloop will be good. It'll be like, no, oh, this is fine. This is a good game. We're gonna play it this afternoon. Like, there's no way I'm walking away from Death Loop being like, ten out of ten game guys, it's a masterpiece. I I there there is literally no way. I know what the game offers. I know what the game's doing. There is no way I'm walking away from that game saying ten out of ten. I I I like I don't know. The mixed reviews are about microsutters. Yeah, apparently the PC performance is having issues, so PC reviews are all over the place, but, like, we'll be playing it on the PlayStation 5. So. I did, Eugene! I did! I saw that small list of perfect scores. Like, if, if IGN and what is it? IGN and GameSpot, if they both give something a perfect score, like, it's incredibly rare, right? So, I'm sure it's a good game. You understand? I'm, like, you understand what I'm saying, right? Like, I'm, I'm sure it's a good game. Psychonauts 2 was a good game. Returnal, Ratchet & Clank, these games, they, they strike a chord of excellence that these other games... Do- I, I've not played Deathloop yet, so I'm not going to include that yet. These other... like Psy- Psychonauts 2 didn't strike a chord of excellence. It didn't. It was good. There's nothing wrong with being a good game. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being a good game. But there is a difference. It's like when people compare Dave Chappelle and Kevin Hart. It's like, what are you doing? Kevin Hart, good, hilarious, funny. I love him to death. I want to I hang out with him. But Dave Chappelle has a thread of excellence woven through his comedy and his genius. Like, you can't compare the two. They're, they're not in the same league. They're not, you know? It's like comparing... Some new rookie punk in the in NBA comparing to Michael Jordan. What are you doing? No. There's a threat of excellence there. There is something intangible. You can't even quite put your finger on it. You're like, this is excellent. Deathloop is like a 7 out of 10 at best for me personally. Can't wait to see you play Deathloop. I'm very excited to play it this afternoon. If you're in the audience right now, we do a talk show in the morning like this and gameplay in the afternoon. Make sure and hit subscribe, smash the like button, all those things. You guys, if, if, if we, we, we wanna see the question command used more and there is no longer a requirement to be a paying member to use that. So you can have your comment or your question featured right down here on the subject. I wanna hear from you. Do you think the Call of Duty Vanguard Beta was a mistake? Do you think the Call of Duty Vanguard Alpha or Call of Duty Vanguard Champion Hill Mode, were these mistakes? Were these things that weren't quite in the right lane to capture people, right? We got one here from Chest Pain. Is Vanguard falling into the same boat as Resident Evil? It's just another game in their long-standing franchise. I saw an article on the Gamer, and it sounded like they watched my stream because it was about Aliens Fire Team. I, I like I I swear they watched my stream, <clears throat> and they titled the, the article. It was like in defense of decent games, right? in defense of decent games. And I said this when I was playing Aliens Fireteam. I said, it's good. And I said, we as gamers need to become okay with good. There's... Good isn't bad. You ever work for a guy like that? If you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. Shut the frick up. Are you paying me for those 15 minutes that I'm early? No? Then shut up. I'm not late. You old crotchety curmudgeon corporate snake. Just shut your mouth. You're paying me to be here at 8. I will be here at 8. If I'm late, then we can have a conversation. If I'm not, then shut your mouth. You can't write me up for not being early. Okay? We're becoming that old crotchety guy about games. Right? If it isn't excellent, it's not worth playing. It's like, what? What's the matter with good? What's the matter with on time? Like, why is that becoming the standard? And I said, we need to become okay with good games. Right? We, we need to become okay with good games. It's totally fine to launch a good game. And there are plenty of games that do that. They're good. Now, I think the latest Resident Evil was a little bit better than good. It hit certain notes visually thematically storytelling wise i think it was a little bit better than just good i think the gameplay loop was good it was fine right it was fine it was a very it was a very more classic style resident evil it wasn't like seven everybody loved seven it was a terrifying it was a tour de force of fear okay and then, the, and then the newest one wasn't like that, and a lot of people didn't like that, okay? So I think that ratchets it down to, it's good, it continued the franchise, it continued the story, it's a, it's a good game. But that has become like the new focal point of, well, it didn't blow me away, it wasn't excellent, it wasn't mind-blowing. Well, no, we need to be okay with good. And I, I didn't even read the article. I knew that's what they were going to say in the article. Because they had Aliens, fire team, and they were basically saying, like, in defense of decent games. Like, it's okay to launch a game and, and, and have it be good, have it be decent. You know what I mean? To be fair, you don't start working as soon as you show up. That's why early is on time. No, I start working the minute I'm clocked in. So if I show up, like, I would show up, you know, we show up one or two minutes early and clock in. That's all I need to do i don't need to show up for 15 minutes and stand around now if i show up on time and then i waste 15 minutes of company time putting my code away making a cup of coffee you know checking the numbers before i'm out on the sales floor that's a different conversation that's a different conversation if i show up two minutes early clock in in the chair, on the floor, good to go that's all the time I need, then you leave me alone, you're only paying me to be here during this time period, you're not paying me to be here 15 minutes early, you know what I'm saying so Psychonauts 2 on Metacritic got an 87 with 63 reviews, Ratchet got an 88 with 126 reviews so that's double the reviews, that's harder to maintain a higher score man that's higher to maintain a higher score that's people now that's people always you think we're in a new era of laziness (laughs) that's people always (laughs) I worked in retail 20 years ago it was the same then as it is now no one wants to work at your store do you think I want to sell your cell phones no I'm here because I have bills to pay I'm not here because I've captured the vision of your business just leave me alone I'm here I'm clocked in I'll sell your little trinkets and your toys just be quiet just be, qui- just be quiet. Just be quiet. That's people now. That's people always. <laughs> uh, so I I actually think when you look at, you know, our expectations about games, we're becoming that in, to a certain extent. I call it the video game metamorphosis effect. You've gone through a, meta, a, a metamorphosis, right? You, you, you have gone through a metamorphosis for the last five years that metamorphosis has slowed down. The differences in quality, graphical fidelity and all that, it's slowed down. Now we're at another, we're at another echelon where the value is about to uptick. Right? If you, if you saw the Horizon Forbidden West trailer, God of War gameplay, right? There, there's about to be a nice uptick in quality. But we've been down here on a plateau for about five years. Every game that comes out, it looks fine, it looks good, but it's not blowing your mind. There was a, like, ten-year period where every game that came out was just blowing the doors off the car. Just new this, amazing that... Oh my gosh, I've never had this experience. And then, after that 10-year period ended, we went through what I would call, I don't know, uh, Progress Purgatory, where not not a lot changed. Another game came out, another sequel came out, and they kind of looked the same as the last game, and they kind of felt the same as the last game, and you were like, well, this isn't blowing the doors off the car anymore. It's just another video game. We're about to come out of that Progress Purgatory, and we're about to play games like Forspoken, and you know maybe Starfield's going to be as, as good as they claim. Like We're about to enter another era of quality improvement, but the challenge is, again, you, people don't like a good game. A good game isn't good enough. You need an amazing game. You need an excellent game, right? Scores on Metacritic Psychonauts 2 vs. Ratchet is a 7.5 with 1,300 ratings, 8.7 with 1,400 ratings. When you let that many people vote... Come on, man. Come on, man. I don't know. Fanboys review bomb it, though. (laughs) An unfalsifiable position is my absolute favorite. It's an unfalsifiable position. Everything you... Every evidence you come up with... Well, you know, the Fanboys review bomb... So there couldn't have been Xbox fanboys review bombing Ratchet and Clank. There couldn't. There maybe there were PS4 owners review bombing uh, Ratchet and Clank because they couldn't get it because it was on PS5. Like it's just an unfalsifiable position. You've decided that the, the that the game is better and it's worthy of Game of the Year, and it doesn't matter how many evidence points land that are like, yeah, probably not. It's great that you like it, right? But y- you cannot ignore the overwhelming trend in official reviews user reviews public perception public reviews right? there's more PlayStation fanboys than Xbox fanboys and we both know this yes and here's checkmate are you ready? I'm sliding the rook across the board and there's sweat on your brow and you're like oh no here it comes there's 118 million PlayStation 4s in circulation during the launch of Ratchet and Clank and they couldn't buy it they couldn't buy it plenty of motivation to go review bomb the fact that their favorite franchise, their long standing franchise didn't land on their system you just checked yourself you just played yourself like if you're going to make that point that like people went and review bomb Psychonauts 2 because they're PlayStation fanboys they could have easily done the same thing to Ratchet and Clank because millions of people millions couldn't get it and were unhappy about that come on yo good morning snow come on but the PS4 users won't review bomb it because they love PS too much You seem to know a lot and speak a lot for tons of other people when it supports your premise. That's suspect. That's suspect. You you, you, 120 million PlayStation users and you're speaking for them right now because you want to support your premise. Eh, that's weak. That's a weak argument. Sorry, it's weak. I'm glad you like the game. These Psychonauts 2 had a charm to it. I thought it was kind of cool. I liked it. But it's not even... Rem- it's not... It's not... I, I. I. It's not on the same level. It's not on the same... I am not a PlayStation fanboy. Right? I'm not. I am not a PlayStation fanboy. And I'm telling you right now... I had never played Ratchet and Clank before. I played the remastered version the day before. And that game blew my mind. I was like, I have never had this experience. I felt the way that I felt the first time I played Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo Entertainment System Christmas morning when we got it. Like 1988 or something. 1989, I can't remember the year. I hadn't felt that way about a video game in ages you didn't even play the full remake no I played it for one afternoon I was like okay cool and then on the next day I played and the next day I played it and I was like I've never played I've never played anything like this what I expect from someone who skips Hades dialogue I didn't skip Hades dialogue the first time I played it the the most recent time I played it was a replay I, I went back so I was hearing all the same dialogue again if you want to dismiss me because I skipped Hades dialogue, that's fine. <laughs> if I'm that threatening that you have to find a way out, I take that as a compliment. I, start, I take that as a compliment now. When people try to dismiss me in my opinion, I'm like, am I that threatening? Is it that difficult to engage with what I'm saying that you have to dismiss me? Because that's what you're doing. <laughs> you're taking the easy way out. You're like, well, I don't want to have to argue with this guy, so... Yeah, well, you tried to play New World with a controller, so you tried to play an MMO with a controller. So, you, like, clearly, you can't, you can't be correct. Like, there's brain surgeons that probably put ketchup on their steak, and I would want to smack them, but they're still incredibly qualified as a brain surgeon. You know? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm going to trust you for this surgery, doc, because you do something that I, I don't do. <laughs> That's all I need to dismiss your intelligence and your qualifications. You know, you do something that I don't agree with. So (laughs) the 20, the 2021 handbook to arguing on the internet, simply find a point of something that they do that you don't do create a point of condescension and elitism about it and dismiss them and everything that they've said. (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's the handbook for arguing in 2021 that's all you have to do (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: you don't finish games i don't take opinions from content creators that don't finish games there yeah that's another one that's another one if you type that in in all seriousness (laughs) that's that's hilarious if you mean it thank you snow for becoming a member Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You're dope, Snow. You know you're dope, Snow. Snow's one of those people that knows she's dope. You know what I'm saying? I like people like that. They just know. I'm like, I'm dope. What? <laughs> What's wrong with ketchup on steak? Everything. Everything is wrong with ketchup on steak. It's like taking a Lego brick and super gluing it to the Mona Lisa. The frick are you doing? Why are you taking a child's condiment that you use to get your kid to eat their fish sticks and putting it on an adult work of art. Why would you do that? Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. If you're gonna put ketchup on steak, save yourself some money and just buy chicken nuggets because you're eating like a child, okay? You're eating like a child, so just embrace it. If you wanna eat like a child, that's totally fine. I'm not gonna stop you from eating like a child. But stop sullying a work of art. (laughs) I did. You don't finish finish games. Why would I get your opinion on a book you didn't finish? Like, you type that as if I'm gonna care. (laughs) Like, you, it's a, it's cute. It's cute. There's a level of adorableness that, like, you type that, like, I'm gonna care. Like, my qualifications to speak on a game's content loop, combat fluidity, satisfying gameplay, storytelling, voice acting, graphics, cinematography, all of those things, I can't speak on that until I get to the very end of the game. Like, I can't give you what's called, you've heard of these, right? First impressions. I can't say here's a nice snapshot of this game and here's what i think i don't do top to bottom score reviews why because as you say i don't finish the game i would never be like yeah guys it's a solid eight out of ten but you played it for 30 minutes lono then you'd have a case then you'd have a case but what do i do i say all right I think the first 30 minutes to an hour is one of the most important parts in a video game because that's when you hook the player that's when you establish the story and the content loop what am I going to be doing and why am I doing it that's it right that's it that is the that is the runway of the game and judging that runway I think is totally fair and lots of people really value that because they're like "All right, Lona what's it like what's it like You've you've been in the game for an hour. What do you think? Right? What do you think? Well, until I see the credits roll, I can't say anything. I'm too stupid to judge the game's quality value and its merits because until my brain has been fooled with the entire game, like until it's full and filled with that, I'm just too dumb. So I'll reserve my judgment when we hit hour 23 and the credits are rolling. Like, get the frick out of here. Plenty of people do that. What do you not ask your friend? Your friend, your friend plays the game, you know, for an afternoon, and you don't ask them how is it? Is it any good? You you don't do that. You don't do that. You come on. You, you do that. You would ask your friend how is it? Is it any good? Because you know, you know, in the first hour or two, you know if the game's any good. You're not. What are you? Oh, it's going to get way better in hour fifteen. No, it's not. Almost no games do that. I don't feel that needs to be played the whole way to get a picture. First 30 minutes to an hour, and I don't think you're stupid. You're putting words in my mouth now. Well, I'm showing the, the silliness of your position. Because the silliness of your position is that you don't trust my review because I haven't finished the entire game. But my review is... its It's a snapshot. It's a first impressions. It's a here's what I think so far and I've even told people I'm like right now I give this game a solid seven you know where I am right now what I've played I can give it a solid seven you know take that for what it's worth I don't I don't I, I don't even make reviews brother I don't you do have you ever seen me do a review I think I've done a couple and they were very rare and they didn't do that well have you ever seen me do a top to the bottom review with a 10 point score at the end you know I don't do that that's I don't that's not the kind of content I create I don't ask if they if it's good, I ask if they like it. You're asking them the same thing. <laughs> Is the pizza any good? No, it's terrible. But did you like it? Oh yeah, it's delicious. That doesn't wait, who that doesn't that, that that those sentences don't exist. If they like it, that that's a value judgment. They're saying that it's good. <laughs> did you like it? Oh yeah, the pizza's amazing. Oh, okay, I'll get some. Well, no, why would you do that? It's terrible. It's bad. Wait, but you just said that you liked it. <laughs> I mean, if they like it, they're saying that it's good. That's what they're saying. <laughs> Be prepared for ketchup steaks, all I'm saying. Mo, I, I love that you, you think that. Like, I love that there are people in the world that are so different from me. Like, that makes the world more interesting, you know? You make the world more interesting, Mo, because you think. You're not playing a part. He, You think it. You think that Psychonauts 2 has a chance for Game of the Year. And that, to me, makes the world more interesting. It's like reading The Lord of the Rings, and you suddenly discover elves for the first time. You're like, there are people out there that are completely different than the cast of characters up to this point, And it's awesome. <laughs> it's going to be great. You understand the brilliance of what I've done, right? That even if I'm wrong... I get to make it entertaining. Do you see? I win either way, Mo. <laughs> I win either way. You're playing on my chessboard, my friend. <laughs> Streamer eats ketchup with steak because <laughs> Psychonauts Two wins game of the year. <laughs> oh man, it would. It'll be. It. I. It's. It's funny either way. I. I win either way. <laughs> Let me put a question up on the board here from Sven. I remember we put... Oh, yours is too long. Uh, We This is the first time we've had this happen. Sven, well done. You You wrote something that is so long that it doesn't fit in my four lines of text box. You are a champion. I remember we posted the question about Far Cry 6 being samey as the rest and if that's really a bad thing. Is it a bad thing that Vanguard feels samey as the rest? They know their audience and their formula. Vanguard will be fine in my opinion. I don't want you to hear me talking out of both sides of my mouth because I knew this was going to happen. I was like, well, somebody's going to call me to the mat and say, now, wait a minute, Lono. You defended Far Cry 6. You defended God of War Ragnarok for being more of the same. Why is it suddenly a problem for Call of Duty? It's a problem for Call of Duty because it's a beta and it's about to be an open beta the curiosity gap has been closed because right now you can read a review of Far Cry 6 you can read early speculations about God of War Ragnarok and the curiosity gap is still there I'm going to see for myself you see I'm going to see for myself if if this game is too samey or too similar right and to a certain extent, there's a giant difference between saying Far Cry 6 is just another Far Cry. D- there's a lot of Far Cry fans that'll perk up and be like, sounds good to me. It's different when you can go play Warzone, isn't it? Why? Eh, this isn't that amazing. This isn't that standout. Pfft, I'll go back to Warzone. You see how you see how Warzone poses a problem here? This is why the theory that somebody outlined this morning, they're like, well, they're going to get you to play Call of Duty Vanguard. By having Call of Duty Warzone weapons and progression and stuff tied to it. Like, that's what they're going to do. It's not like if Far Cry 6 gets decried as being too much like past Far Cry's. You're not like, well, I guess I'll go back and play the others. You're like, well, no, I've already played them. Right? Like, if you hear Call of Duty Vanguard is too samey, you might say, well, I'll just stick to Warzone. Or, because it's an open beta, you just go play it. And you're like, eh that's why I think the open beta was a mistake I think that Call of Duty is in a different era now they're in the era of the broad like they're so broad there's so many different ways to play Call of Duty right now there's Modern Warfare there's Black Ops Cold War there's Warzone and in walks Vanguard and Vanguard has to convince you that it's worth it and I worry that a beta is showing people that it's not they're like eh it's Okay, new game mode's kind of weird. This is real. This game's not really my cup of tea, right? When Vanguard drops, a Vanguard will be super OP. A Vanguard weapon will be super OP in Warzone, so everybody will download Vanguard to level up the gun for Warzone. See, like that. Aliens are real. That—that's what somebody was saying. They're like, yeah, yeah. They're gonna tie the two together. That's how they're gonna get you. And I gotta tell you, if they do it, I can't. I can't fault them for it. Game respects game. Like, that's an excellent play if they do that. That is an an excellent, excellent play if they do that. Here, let's do this again. You guys ready? If you guys are enjoying the show, hit the subscribe button, the bell button, smash that like button, and stick around because we're talking Spider-Man 2 co-op info and the Wolverine game rating. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You like that? I like that. That's fun. I can't even hear it. I can't even hear it. I don't wear headphones anymore. So I'm just like, yeah, it's just a little commercial spot. It's just a little station identification for you. <laughs> Lono, you're lagging. What's going on? The audio's messed up. <laughs> Lono, you're on... There's always... <laughs> There's always that guy in the crowd. It's like, as soon as something bad goes wrong, I could be literally like, guys, ah, oh, my arm is on fire. My arm is on fire. I, I, I've, I have caught on fire, and someone in the chat would be like, a, hey, a uh, hey Lono. I, I, I think you should know you're on fire right now. <laughs> thanks, thanks, buddy. We appreciate those observation skills. We wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be here without you. We'd be, we'd be lost. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's good that's good that's good that's a good bit you gotta roast you gotta roast chat uh a little bit you do you have to roast them a little bit sometimes you gotta let them know that uh you know they're being they're being chat you know 19 yeah 1970s kung fu movie that's right that's right funny story about vanguard my toddler bought it when playing with my wrote on pre for a hundred dollars and i had to get it refunded you, you know what's funny, Snow? You know what's funny is they probably didn't believe you. They were like, sure, uh-huh. <laughs> the only thing in your corner was that you probably didn't install and play the beta. If you would have installed and played the beta, they'd be like, uh-huh, yeah, I bet. I bet you didn't. I bet you didn't. <laughs> you know, you boot up and play the beta you're like, this is trash. And you call them up and you're like, my kid was doing something. Can I get my money back? And they're like, "Are you kidding me?" You know what I mean? Not to alarm you, Lono, but you have glasses on your face. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Let's take another question or comment from the audience. You can use the question command to have be featured right here on the stream. If you're new, click subscribe and like and all that. How do you feel about the yearly releases like Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed? I honestly don't like them, and I feel it's just the same game with slight differences. I don't think you can charge Assassin's Creed with this at all anymore. I really don't. I I don't think you can. Uh, So Assassin's Creed Origins to Odyssey to Valhalla. No, I I disagree with that strongly. I could probably prove that false. I know people like, well, it's subjective. I think you could prove that false. You could actually add up the differences in in fighting, in style in mechanics, in substance in storytelling, in world building in the content loop and you could be like, no, no, there's too many differences for this, there's too many differences between these three titles for this to be true there's too many differences, right now, Call of Duty I don't think I could do that, I think you may be closer to accurate on that claim you know, like the sports games that release every year and they update the roster yeah, and Assassin's Creed isn't even on an annual release anymore. That's also true. We need to remember that like Valhalla put a stop to that. They're like, we're not doing annual releases anymore. We're, we're, we're going to invest in Valhalla, and Valhalla is their testing ground for Assassin's Creed Infinity, their Assassin's Creed live service game. I have played Black Flag. Unfortunately, I didn't finish it, and I spent way too much time in the boat. Me and my friends, I said, we would just we, that's all we would do. We would just go out and, and sit in the boat and just ride around. So. Um never installed it, called it within the day. Yeah, that's they probably could see that you didn't install it, and that's why they gave you your money back. <laughs> so I, I I think that some franchises do this and other franchises I think get unfairly accused of this, right? I don't think Assassin's Creed has done this for a while. I, I don't I don't even think Far Cry is doing that. Like if I look when I look at that Far Cry game, I'm like, no, this is not just another Far Cry with some minor changes. It's a whole new game, whole new story and setting and weapons and and mechanics and and the characters. Like, yeah, yeah, the sea shanties are op. They really were. They really were. They really hooked you. They really got you to stay out there on the water. (laughs) Another game you never finished. How dare you? (laughs) I remember I jump in. I would jump in a party with my buddy and we would just be talking and shooting the bull just sailing. Like, we just loved it, you know? And sadly, that's one of the best parts in Sea of Thieves. I find it hypnotic to boot up Sea of Thieves and like, the music's like lightly in the background and the spray of the ocean's coming up the side and the ship is going up and down and you hear like the random you know, the the creaking and the popping of the ship, and you gotta move the sails in the wind I love it and then the game happens and I'm like, oh, I'm done <laughs> you get trolled or you get griefed or, you know, the game lights your ship on fire, you know, and you're coming back with a bunch of treasure, like I, you know, it just it's such a juxtaposition it's so it's so peaceful and hypnotic it's almost therapeutic to sail in Sea of Thieves and then the game comes along and it was like what are you doing there you relaxing okay well how about a bucket of cold water and you're like Dow, why'd you do that I was I was enjoying myself relaxing here in this beautiful scenery man Le- leave me alone the crying chest sinks your ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we walked away and took a break, came back, and Hilly had put the crying chest on the ship, sunk the ship. That's it. That's it. Every once in a while, I think he and I got to go back to that game. Just be like, all right, we're going back in, chat. We're going to see how this goes. We got to stay away from the tall tales. We got to stay away from the tall tales. We got to do like the small, you know, dinky stuff that doesn't matter. You know, you got We got to stick to those things. Roger with a question says, "What are your thoughts on gaming companies putting barriers for betas like pre-orders or specific platforms?" So the Call of Duty Vanguard beta requires a pre-order, but but eventually it doesn't, okay? The alpha was just something that PlayStation users could play. And then the beta had early access that you could get into if you pre-ordered. So Call of Duty Vanguard open beta will be happening. Okay? It will be happening. And here is the reality. You're not entitled to a beta. You're not entitled to an open beta, an, an alpha, a technical test. You're not. You're not entitled to that. If a company decides to let you see and play their game before it comes out that's their prerogative it's their property it's their product and they're allowed to position it in the best way that they think that, that it'll, it'll do well and if in their mind they think the best thing to do is to say if you pre-order we're gonna let you play the game for a couple of days you know it'll help us stress test the servers you'll get a glimpse at the game everybody wins right people flip this all the way around, they're like it's so scummy for a game to hide a beta behind a paywall it's like so let me ask you something isn't that kind of what purchasing the game is, right? if you want to play the game it's behind a paywall, right? like, you don't get to play the game for free you can wait for reviews or you can buy it and see for yourself a beta isn't behind a paywall, right? Access to the game to try it out, to sample it, to see what it's like. If you want to play the Call of Duty Vanguard beta, you you, you got to pre-order. And guess what? You don't have to pre-order. You can wait and play the open beta and save your dollars. Do you see? that? To me... We get this one backwards. The gaming community gets this one backwards all of the time. You're not entitled to access to the game before it comes out. You're not owed that. They've shown you trailers. They've shown you gameplay. The price is set. And you know that you can wait. You can watch a streamer, a trusted YouTuber. You can read the review outlets. And you can make up your mind. You can save your pennies. Getting your mitts on it early in a beta—that's—that's that's nothing that you're entitled to. That—that doesn't—that's not something that you 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 have. You just oh yeah, you should get it. That should be industry standard. No, no, it shouldn't should netflix let you watch like the first two episodes of a season and then you make up your mind and decide whether or not you want to buy now they do free trials but again they've they've done the market research they know that there's roi on a free trial why well, because you're you're gonna you're gonna get in there and you're gonna get in there. And you're gonna binge watch. You're gonna love what you see and you're gonna want to keep it. And there's a certain percentage of people that'll forget and they'll start charging them. They'll get you. They'll get you for at least one month. You'll forget to cancel it. They do that with Showtime and HBO and Amazon, right? Like you get a free month. And I set a reminder in my calendar because I know I'll forget. It'll go Bing, cancel HBO and Amazon. Oh and I go and I do it right then because I know if not, it's going to roll the next day and it's going to bill me they're counting on that now a beta doesn't get to do that a beta is just like, yeah, you just get to come play the game so when the Call of Duty Vanguard open beta hits and everybody can go in and play it and everybody can go in and sample it you're getting access to something that's not owed to you that's just something that they benefit from it Right? They they get certain people hooked they get certain people to say, oh, that was fun, I'll buy. They get certain people to say, you know, I'm definitely going to play this with my friends. And while that's happening, they get to stress test their servers. Like, it's a win-win for them as long as the content is good enough to not just turn people off, right? Stars is 99 cents for 90 days right now. Oh, my. Is What's on there? Is there anything worth watching on there? They always do that, and then you go and you look, and you're like, I've already seen all this, Right? I've already played all of this. The August 2021 top sellers for video games. August 2021 US top 20 video game sellers on all platforms. Madden in first place. Ghost of Tsushima in second place? Why is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War up there? Humankind, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Wow. Wow. How is how is that is impressive that Ghost of Tsushima is up there. That is impressive. I wonder if that's because they uh I wonder if that's because they like I'm trying to think of why that would be that high. It's crazy to me that that is that that it is that high for ghosts of Tsushima there must be so many people that loved loved Legends you know there must be so many people that loved it and uh, enjoyed it enough enjoyed it enough to like I gotta jump back in this director's cut you know the bundles or whatever what do you mean there was a director's cut yeah but, but Eugene I wouldn't expect it to outsell some of those other titles so many held off yeah, but there must have been a monsoon of PlayStation 5 owners that were like holding off. Maybe. that I'm just looking at that list and thinking that is freaking impressive. There's some heavy hitters on that list. You know? Maybe the sales for everything else were, were mark- markedly down because there wasn't a strong desire to buy a lot of games in August, right? It could be that August was a bit of a drought for big titles and Tsushima was like the big dog on the block. You know? It could literally be a comparison thing. You know I love Ghost of Tsushima. Like, I love it deeply. I've been tempted to be like, guys, we're gonna play the game on Lethal for like the next month, and that's just what you're gonna see in the afternoons is me just get, just absolutely putting myself through the ringer. I'm not gonna do it, but there's a part of me that really wants to. Believe it or not, I haven't played the director's cut yet. I've been playing the Aliens one. With a Brit bud, oh yeah! Aliens fire team is just so fun. It really, really is. It's very, very fun. I probably would have played the Call of Duty Vanguard Alpha with a buddy, and and it, back in the old days, right? Back in the old days, I would have, I would have done that, right? I would have been like, yeah, dude, let's play this. This would be fun. Now, the Call of Duty Vanguard Beta, I don't know about that. I don't know if I would have played it as nearly as much because I'd have been like, it's just another, it's just team deathmatch. Maybe the trios, maybe champion hill trios, me and a buddy would have snagged somebody else and thrown in, right? Lethal isn't that hard except for the bosses. I just think it would be fun to platinum the game, beat everything off stream and then boot that thing up and say, I'm doing it. I'm going to beat every square inch of this game on lethal but it would be terrible. It would be so terrible for the channel. (laughs) Nobody wants to watch that because it would take forever. It would take forever. Uh, Justin with a question here. Related, no doubt, to the NVIDIA leak that took place. If you guys didn't see, there was an NVIDIA leak and a bunch of PlayStation titles are... uh, um, I have that video series on my whiteboard. Oh, really? Okay, well, maybe we can find space for it the uh the, the apparently the nvidia leak is real nvidia has claimed and, con- and and confirmed that the leak is real however it's speculative okay so keep that in your mind when i read this question should playstation games come to pc maybe after a year of exclusivity playstation games are going to continue to come to pc approximately 18 months after this is my prediction right approximately 18 months after their release, they will come to PC because there is an unbelievable amount of PC users that will buy those games. Days Gone and Horizon Zero Dawn were, testing, were test cases. Horizon Zero Dawn didn't do so hot. Its port was a little rough. They had to patch it as it went on. But Days Gone is, I think one of the best, if not the best console to PC ports that I have ever played rock solid, zero problems excellent performance it's it's like it was made for PC the fact those were test cases, and if the day's gone you know, surge of interest and probably good sales numbers are an indication, they're going to continue doing this I believe it will become standard in a couple of years, I believe it will become standard big, big first-party PlayStation titles will get kicked over to PC 18 months later or more. 18 months, maybe two years later. Boom. It'll get kicked over to PC. You're going to be able to play... Write it down. I, I, I think this. I truly think this. You're going to be able to play Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, Uncharted. Well, we already know Uncharted's confirmed. You're going to be able to play these games on your PC. There's not a doubt in my mind. Horizon Forbidden West, 18 months to two years later. Boom. It'll hit PC. Ratchet and Clank, if they can figure out the the data controller aspect of it, haptic feedback can be brought to PC. They recently did it with another game. What, what what was the game they did it with? It was a shooter, a dark, a dark sort of post-apocalyptic shooter. Added haptic feedback for PC, so you can plug in your PlayStation Five controller and, and get the haptic feedback. So yeah, Returnal, I bet your Returnal comes. Oh my gosh, Returnal would be a smash hit on PC can you stream Tales of Arise I streamed Tales of Arise yesterday if you want to see the first hour and a half to two hours or so of Tales of Arise I will not be going back to it I returned it and refunded it it's not a game that I would play long term I don't really play JRPGs Returnal would be a smash hit on PC the rogue audience would eat that up it's mysterious it's dark it's a third person bullet hell rogue like where, where are you going to play that game anywhere else? It's phenomenal. I know it's only Tuesday, but I can, I look forward to a from Friday this week. Maybe possibly please. What is what's Friday's date? The 17th. Um I I I, I don't know. I will have to look and see if there's anything releasing on the 17th. You see, the danger the danger of you poor from Friday guys is Friday is a really, really popular day for launches. Right? It's a really, really popular day for launches. And it looks like releases.com is not working right now. Um, I'll check Steam and see if there's anything hitting Steam on the 17th. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I might be able to get a code for Origami 2, and then we could have that be a Premiere. Tales of Iron... Tales of Iron launches on Friday. I don't see anything major launching on Friday, though. We could probably do those as recordings, especially if I can get a code. You know. That guy measured exhaust, which you would expect to be higher if the machine was more efficient at removing heat. Yeah, wasn't there a guy who recently did a follow up video about that? And he was like it was about like when to use thermal cameras and when not to, or something. So. Maybe change the day for From? No. So, let me explain how From Friday works. So there's From Friday, Throwback Thursday, Rewind Wednesday, First Time Tuesdays, and then there's Pass or Play Monday. Every day has a theme that you can vote on except for From Friday, obviously, because we're going to just keep playing Dark Souls 3 until until I beat it. Okay, those are basically our fallback plan if there's nothing major going on. That way, every day has a theme. So we're like, is there anything big launching? Deathloop's launching. Okay, so guess what? First time Tuesday was supposed to be Godfall. So that gets kicked over as a 45-minute recording. It was, you know, first 30 minutes. It ended up being 45 minutes. So you can see the first 45 minutes of Godfall. It's a perfect video. I go through the entire beginning, I fight the very first boss, I get through the whole first area, we get through basically the intro of Godfall. It's a perfect video if you're interested in Godfall and where it stands right now. right? But I'm not streaming it because that just doesn't make any sense. Deathloop is all the rage right now so we're going to play Deathloop. So I can't move from Friday because it would get the same treatment if I moved it and then the name wouldn't make any sense anyway. So I know you love it, but I make content for more people. Than just the people that love from friday i got to be sensible and big picture and smart and it looks like this friday is in the clear it looks like it's in the clear because if i get a code for origami 2 i would then i would then record that the night before so then that can hit present i don't think there's any major launches this friday so from friday should be safe but i'm not going to move it because every other day is getting the same treatment we have a theme and that's a fallback plan if there's nothing major releasing Uh, I hadn't heard that yet. Everything I heard was that the new one was smaller and the heatsink was overheating, so it had me worried. No, there's a video that caused a lot of misinformation, Patrick. It's inconclusive. It could mean that it's running hotter. It's more likely that it's exhausting more efficiently, so the heat, the, the, the air coming out is really hot. Like, when I put my hand behind my gaming rig, it is hot. My rig runs just fine. It maintains good temperatures. Why? That's why! Because the air coming out's hot. <laughs> the air coming out's hot. That's what you want. You don't want it in there. You want it blasting out of the back. You know? The same lab that was the first to show the 3080s had a design flaw, and it wasn't New World. Yeah, so this German lab, Eugene is saying, has proved that the, this the PlayStations are not running hotter. The new models are not running hotter. So um here's Master Ty will you do a video stream for your pick for game of the year? you know I when we get close enough me and creature can brainstorm exactly how we want to set the table before and then during and then after the video game awards um that certainly could be a good stream you know my predi- my predictions or my vote like what I think should win that could be fun. We'd have to see about like how we could curate that and repurpose that. Like, can we shrink those down in the shorter videos? You know, is that is that a possibility? We'd have to we'd have to see because it's it's that that's tough. That kind of thing is tough to cover because it would just be and and we and we like doing opinion pieces, but it would be very very heavily heavily opinion based. Um, so that uh that I think would would be something we gotta consider, how to frame it and how to make it I wanna make it I wanna make it good. That's my biggest challenge right now. I want the content to be excellent. I don't want to do something just for the sake of it, you know? And that's why I'll play people yesterday like, why are you playing a JRPG? This is so cringe, this is so awful. And I'm like, Because it's a super new and relevant game. People voted for it and it's a great way to sample a JRPG. If you're on the fence, if you're a fan of them, if you ever felt like dabbling in them, I'm the perfect person to watch play it, right? Like, you know, it's 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 fun and it's informative, you know what I mean? Minch Tree talking about the Call of Duty Vanguard beta says, "Have you ever been swayed by a beta? I watched a little of your stream of Call of Duty and I wasn't blown away, just another shooter. Nothing in there to get me by." The Call of Duty Vanguard alpha turned me off big time okay big time Call of Duty Vanguard Alpha I was like I don't know about this boys this is rough Call of Duty Vanguard Beta I thought okay team deathmatch and the maps felt a little bit better guns felt good I had a good game right that really can sway you can't it that can sway you I had a bad first game and I had a great second game that can convince you of how great a game is you know it can it 100% can and uh but as far as being swayed by a beta you know what's funny is the most memorable betas of late ended up being a pretty big misrepresentation of the game (laughs) the Outriders beta fun ran well Played it on my PC. Had no issues. Thought this is pretty good. The beginning is a little cringy. A little weird. But the gameplay loop isn't that bad. And then the game launches. Yikes. Holy friggin' yikes. This is rough. Right? Having all kind of performance issues on my PC. Had to leave all my PC characters behind. Division 1 beta. So great. So fun. Game launched. Yeah, not so much. Anthem. Anthem beta. Oh, man, this is a dope-looking little game. It's a fun little content loop. And then you, you the game launched. You're like, what is this? So I don't know if I've ever been swayed by a beta. The best video game beta I've ever played, I wonder if you guys could guess it. Though Those of you that have watched me for a really long time, I'm going to give you a minute to try to guess the best beta that I've ever played. It didn't. It, it, it. I would say it swayed me. I was probably going to get the game regardless, but I've consistently mentioned this game in its beta as being one of the best betas I've ever played. No, nope, that's not it, Cloud. Mm-mm. No. Those videos are popular at the end of the year, definitely. Oh, oh, at the end of the year, yeah, that could be. Yeah, th- yeah, my picks for game of the year or best best games of twenty twenty one. Nope, it's not Anthem. No no I've mentioned this before I've mentioned about how it was the most stable beta that I've ever played I've mentioned that their beta played better than a lot of AAA game launches at the time that's some of the language that I've used about this beta I've, I've mentioned this beta many times and that's how I've referred to it is that it was rock solid and it ran stable in other AAA game launches at the time ADJC got it Titanfall I think the Titanfall beta to date ...is one of the best betas I've ever played. It was basically just the game. (laughs) It was basically just the game. Like, the game was ready, right? The game was ready. You were playing Titanfall. You know? Turkey the Dinosaur Hunter? You mean Turok? If you guys are new and you haven't hit subscribe yet, consider doing that. Uh, Hit the bell button, set it to all... We will be talking about Spider-Man co-op info and Wolverine game rating. We'll be talking about that later. If you want to stick around for that. You gotta be subscribed to talk in the chat. If you haven't smashed the like button, consider doing that. Yeah, Penny Raiders VR. That's it. That's it. Yeah, Titanfall was basically... It wasn't even really a beta. It was like, yeah, we're gonna let you play the game. It was like, it was like early access is really what it was. Did you enjoy Surgeon Simulator? surgeon simulator is great and then you get to this one level and it's just not great at all it isn't great at all it's it's it was awkward it was frustrating we didn't know where to go right it was so irritating and then the levels after that it was very easy to figure out what we needed to do and then it's just a matter of doing it like the challenge is doing it not figuring like to me that's the beauty of surgeon simulator you set the stage for what I need to do, and then I'm clumsily trying to do it. Especially if you're drinking, right? I don't don't make it to where I have to figure out what I'm supposed to do first, and then I have the the, the the pressure of doing it. That one level was just so stupid. You know what I mean? That's how you know I've been keeping listening. He never shuts up about it. I do mention it pretty regularly. The Titanfall beta gets mentioned at least once a week. <laughs> It does. But yeah, Surgeon Simulator, we may try the PvP this week and then put it down. I want to try and finish the game. I think we're really, really close to finishing the game. It's just games like that run their course. As soon as me and Hilly are spending time, like, sitting there like cavemen, like, trying to figure it out. The the entertainment factor goes right out the window. It just goes right out the window. It needs to be like laid back, goofy fun. Human fall flat. It takes two. A way out. You know, like the beginning of Surgeon Simulator. That's what we need games. We need them to strike that note. And the minute they start striking this note of complexity and it's complicated and there's a puzzle, we're sitting there like breathing heavy, you know, two or three beers in like, okay, so what do we, where do we put the thing? No, no, it just doesn't work. (laughs) Surgeon Simulator is fun, but it doesn't work for what we want to do. It just starts to, it just starts to, to fall narwaffle says a bit off topic but have you ever played any of the fables are you excited at all about the reboot by playground I played fable 3 me and my buddies played fable 3 a lot couldn't you play that together but not really wasn't there I swear there was something you could do in fable 3 where you could like join each other's games and see each other but you couldn't like run around and play together am I is my memory correct on that my memory is so fuzzy on that game. I feel like I remember my buddies being in my lobby and dancing or something. And you could, like, show off your house and your homestead. But I don't think you could run around and play together. That's my memory of Fable 3. I, 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 if it's an RPG and it's fun, I, you know, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I remember giving my friends money. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick Bowersock says, Do you think Xbox controllers getting haptic feedback will be a good option? Rumor has that Microsoft is working on making that happen. If there's one thing I know about Microsoft is they really, really like to sell you on features that you can only get on their platform. But at the same time, I do think they want to be able to say, Yeah, we have that too. I think the biggest challenge to them doing haptic feedback on the Microsoft controller is, first, their controllers are absolute garbage trash to begin with. And I mean that. The Microsoft new generation of Xbox controllers are so bad, they're in a class action lawsuit about how bad they are because of the stick drift. They're, they're garbage. They're pieces of trash. I have an elite controller, right as soon as the warranty went up, the bumper went bad on it. I've got at least two controllers with stick drift that make it almost impossible to play. So until still Microsoft can get their controller quality control like in a good place, don't talk to me about haptic feedback, right? don't talk to me about haptic feedback talk to me about like I literally have a drawer of controllers the haptic for pat the haptic they I mean sorry they had a patent for haptic before PS brought out theirs they just didn't do it yeah I, I have I have callous controllers with 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 terrible stick drift and you know you want to know where my controller sits right do you want to know where it sits this is where my controller sits I set my controller on a stand every night clap trap gets to hold it I treat my controllers like they're made out of glass. I sit, I hold it, I'm nice and gentle with it, and then I set it down. I actually prefer an Xbox controller, but my Elite bumper went bad, and virtually every controller I have in my house. Now, I have a red one and a teal one I bought from Target that have not experienced stick drift yet. But if my Xbox ships with a controller or I buy an Elite, every time it has problems, you know, a year and a half later, right? year and a half later that that's having all these problems like yours being fine that's great they're literally in a class action lawsuit because the problems are so widespread like, there's like a consumer level lawsuit of like you knowingly were selling garbage like what are you doing you can't come out to the public and be like yeah it's a 50 60 70 80 dollar 200 dollar controller and it's garbage you know what I mean the Dead Zone set on Aliens is humongous, probably to avoid stick drift. No settings for Dead Zone? Oh, really? The Series elites, the series 2 Elites are boo-boo. I'm aiming for a Scuff Elite. Yeah, I reached out to Scuff. They're, they're, they're adding new people next year. I was trying to work with them. You know what I mean? Because I don't feel like buying a new controller right now. But I love a Microsoft Xbox controller. I love them. And I'm so tempted to buy an Elite, but it's like, I know I'm going to buy the Elite... And then it's gonna to get to the end of its warranty and have all these problems. You know what I mean? That's pretty good considering how much you you uh, play in a year. But that's what I never had this problem before. They did something. It's not my fault. It's not like, oh, you became a streamer. No, I I had plenty of Xbox controllers and I played with them for years on stream with with no problem. The new generation of controllers, they're bad they they have a quality deficiency in them. It's, in me. it's not because I play a lot. Call of Duty has Dead Zone settings, and I found out one of my sticks was way worse than another. Oh, really? Huh. Microsoft was not first. Microsoft files their patents, and everyone was like, "That looks like Sony's tech." Huh. Doesn't Sony PlayStation controller suffer from stick drift? Apparently, they do. Neither my white PlayStation controller nor my black. Neither of them have experienced any stick drift. Neither have. So, um, I, I that doesn't mean that they don't, like, just because mine works, doesn't mean that they don't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You definitely throw your controllers at the wall after the end of streaming. No, no. I've never thrown a controller. I threw a pair of headphones once, and I've but I've never thrown a controller. I just bought a new Elite controller last night. Spent an extra 23 on a three-year warranty. Who's Who'd you get the warranty through? Like, what is it, like, Amazon? If you get the controller through Best Buy and get the warranty, you can just swap them out, no questions asked. Yeah. Years of orbit sitting is now called playing. <laughs> That's what's actually funny, OG Boxer. I actually was playing l- less as of late. You know? The split... Gate devs just got a hundred million in funding. Well, somebody sees something that I see. Somebody sees something that I see. I told you I felt like that game had something special. A hundred million. Their back end revenue has to be good. It has to be. They went to somebody and said, look at this. That come on. Come on. Yo, Invicta with a gaming tier one membership and a blue joystick. Guys, if you haven't done a membership here and you're considering doing it, we greatly appreciate it. If you're maintaining your membership on the other channel or you're doing both, we greatly appreciate that. Thank you very much for anybody doing a membership. We really, really appreciate it. Um, And uh, you can do that by clicking join or using the join command in chat. All that we all that we really ask is that you sub and try to be here as often as possible. Five dollar tip from top reply. JS sixty four controller never had issues. Oh yeah, just saying. Yeah yeah yeah. Well, eventually they did. Come on, eventually they did. They did. They they, they eventually kind of acted up. I constantly switch my lead out uh, when working when uh, controller when working is the best I've ever used. I put up with the crap, but it's horribly built. Are people just now talking about split gate? I was playing the beta over a year and barely anyone was talking about it. I thought it was good, but why is it on the radar now? It hit, it launched its beta, right? Right? It launched its beta on console and like, I think it's just, it's because it's an arena shooter, I think console players just kind of really naturally gravitated toward it, right? Um, You know what I mean? that's what happened when the beta hit the consoles and everybody downloaded and played it, it crashed their servers because they were only built to scale to like 64,000 players or something they had to reach out to AWS, like Amazon Web Solutions, they're like, what's going on they're like, well yeah, these servers are 64,000 limited or whatever, and so they had to scale and come up with technology, add more servers, so when one server fills you you know, you more seamlessly get bumped to another Um, yeah, yeah you were playing on Steam I don't think it hooked the PC crowds that much. I think arena shooters like Halo and Splitgate, I think they I think they land better on console players. I think they do. Um, mainly because of the aim assist and, you know, also because of how they... Um, mainly because of the aim assist, but also just because of how the game flow is. Doesn't feel like a quick twitch shooter, you know? Doesn't feel like a quick twitch shooter Um, you know it'd be amazing if a website that promoted that like hot girls and boys was literally just people sitting in a sauna and they're like what it's truth in advertising they're just sitting here and they're hot they're they're all wearing winter clothing and they're very uncomfortable and grouchy like that's all the website would be (laughs) all the lawsuits nintendo is facing over joy-con drift oh so they're facing one too yeah i mean i these companies are knowingly selling and know you know products that are flawed, you know, and they're getting sued for it. You know what I mean? Why'd you delete that? I was interested. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Be sure to go to sntrgaming.com for an amazing gaming podcast. If you guys are new and just tuning in, this morning we've been discussing the Call of Duty Vanguard Beta, why I think it was a mistake. We will also be discussing the Spider-Man 2 co-op information, as well as the Wolverine game rating, the rating that it's going to be receiving and what we want to see from that. If you have thoughts and opinions about those things, weigh in in the chat, take our poll at the top. What do you think of Call of Duty vanguard beta if you've seen it in action if you've seen gameplay you know is it average is it good average is winning which isn't surprising I've reset the question and uh and and comment queue for those that like to have their comment or question featured on the screen um every controller will get drift as use continues it's about build quality and how much investment the company puts in the materials designed involved Microsoft just needs to step up quality big time is that true though like is stick drift inevitable like why did I not get stick drift with uh, with older controllers like that's what I don't understand or did I just not notice it you know did I just not notice it (laughs) pretty sure all controllers currently use the same stick modules I, yeah, I want to know what changed then because I, re, I, I was using controllers for ages and I never got stick drift until I bought the first Elite. I bought the first Elite, used it daily, just like other controllers, and that was the first time I started experiencing stick drift. All three companies use the same stick module now. That's the issue. So they're all suffering from drift. They're all being sued. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Supposedly Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo all get them from the same people. They all use the same ones. Most of the components are built by the suppliers. Right. Right. I've had my Elite version 1 for about a year now and I play daily for a few hours. No drift or sticky buttons. That's the other question I have. Why does it not? Why do some people never get it? It doesn't make any sense. I have Xbox controllers, a red one and a teal one we bought from Target years ago. I play with them. My kids play with them. No drift. Why? Why do some controllers get absolutely none and then others, it's like, I've had this for six months and it's already drifting. What in the world? I play like an adult. Like, I play gently. I'm not rough. I'm not dropping it, throwing it. Right? I'm not eating Cheetos and using it. Yeah, it doesn't have Dorito dust inside of it. Six months in, drift. But then other controllers go for what seems like for forever. I don't understand it. Poor quality control. Some pass inspection, others don't, but they're sold anyway. Never had drift issues on any controller it's so random Eugene like if you looked at my controllers if I set them out and I asked you which ones do you think have drift you'd guess wrong if I hadn't have just told you how it worked you'd guess wrong you'd see two elites an elite version 2 you'd see the controller by series X shipped with and then you'd see the red and the teal one from target and almost everybody like oh, the red and the teal one probably are the worst they just look cheap right they don't look official. No, they are official. They're Microsoft. I mean they're they're just they're just colored from Target. You'd guess wrong. You'd look at the real expensive ones and think, well, surely those ones are fine. I've always had bad luck with the white Xbox controllers. Huh. Huh. I wonder if part of the issue is how some people play versus others. Personally, I have yet to get stick drift and I still have the Xbox controllers for my original Xbox One it can't be that, Patrick, because like I said, in my house, it makes no sense my children play with the red and the teal one, they play um, Immortals Phoenix Rising they've played uh, Overcooked with me, Uh, Pokemon Uh, well, not not Pokemon, sorry Uh, no, 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 what was the one we played all together I can't think of it now, shoot it just left my brain I don't know, it some level of drift is normal. I think a lot of it's the size of the Dead Zone in a given game. My 360 controllers were fine. PS4 and PS5 shooters are hit or miss. Maybe some designs allow more dust and dirt to enter uh, under the stick. Compromises the contacts. I don't know. Your, the heaviness of your thumbs caused the drift. But no! That's not what it is! It's honestly... A luck on the draw with parts sometimes things pass inspection but then immediately fail after shipping but they would never know it's failed after passing testing I'm on controller 3 for my PS5 due to drift right and I have a white one out of the box with the PS5 and a black one no drift none at all and I played a lot I mean I, 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 I've played the entire game of Ghost of Tsushima every square inch every question mark everything and then I played the director's cut I played Cyberpunk on there, AC Valhalla on there. Um, I beat Ratchet and Clank. No stick drift, none at all. It's got to be complete and utter luck of the draw. On on, it's got to be a quality control thing. Has to be, you know. Has to be. Stutzo says, X Men Origins Wolverine was pretty good on the 360. It was fairly gruesome and had decent combat. How far do you think they should take Wolverine into the M? rating we're clearly drifting from the call of duty subject and that's totally fine that was a solid two-hour discussion make sure and vote on the poll we may do another one here in a second um call of duty vanguard beta thoughts just from watching i'm gonna take a brief break to use the restroom when i come back we're gonna be looking at spider-man co-op info and the wolverine game rating Uh, i'll give you what i think on those i've got some opinion as well as news for you on those subjects Feel free to submit questions or comments on those topics or come up with a good poll idea. What should we do on Spider-Man? I I got one for Spider-Man, I think. Does co-op belong in that game? All right, I'll be right back. If you guys are enjoying the show, hit the subscribe button, the bell button, smash that like button and stick around because we're talking Spider-Man 2 co-op info and the Wolverine game rating. There we go. You guys like that? How I how I have a little ad that can roll when I walk away. It's good. It's good. It's a good little good little thing. Good little bit. Good little sample. Let's see here. Guys, there we we haven't sold any Rageless Roast today, so let's do a little Rageless Roast spot. Let's at least let folks know about it. We did launch a dark roast. We got the light roast. And, and 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 that's backwards. We have the light roast and the dark roast. <laughs> light roast and the dark roast. You can use the coffee commander. Go to roast.com You're supporting me and my family directly when you buy this. We ship it right from our house. The kiddos put little drawings in the ship in the shipping bags. Uh, the flavor is a medium-bodied, honey undertone, smooth finish with balanced acidity. The balanced acidity is the key. That's why it's so drinkable. People in chat will tell you it's so good. It's good with creamer. It's good black. It's good as a cold brew. And then the Dark Roast is the same flavor, okay? Same flavor, but it's full-bodied with a bold finish. But it still has the balanced acidity. A lot of people buy a bag of light and a bag of dark so they can sample both. I've been telling people to get three because the shipping doesn't change when you go up from two to three and then you can give a bag to a friend. And if they like it, tell them to go to RegelessRoast.com and order from there because people are going to try it and they'll get hooked, because my wife and I do not almost ever agree on coffee flavors, and we agree on Rage's Roast. So, um, just need to coming up next. Feels like a TV show. You the goat? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Dark Roast is the bomb. Yeah, a lot of people have preferred the Dark Roast, but the Light Roast is just so excellent. It's so smooth. Very, very good. This is my daily endorsement for both roasts. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Thank you. It depends on the game. This game, for instance, wears the sticks from constantly pressing them in to activate sprint you only have to click it once I mean I'm a stick clicker I'll admit that but I don't think that's why I get stick drift dying light 2 had the release day this Christmas is promised and now they delay it to February and now it feels like cyberpunk and now I'm not getting it I mean I try not that you should listen to me like oh you should have listened to me but like I try to tell people I said anything slated for December that's a precarious launch date my friend that's precarious you know what I'm saying that ain't happening it, it 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 got more unlikely as time went on every time they talked right every time they talked it was like yeah we, we've got it we've uh we're, we're on track we're on track it was like do you believe that do you believe that you ever talk to somebody like it sounds like they're trying to convince you (laughs) the Spider-Man 2 trailer has 10 million views holy moly that is insane that is just that is Spider-Man just pulls Spider-Man pulls my man absolutely pulls Alright, so we've got Spider-Man 2 co-op info, and then I'm going to talk to you about why I don't think it should have co-op. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a poll, right? We're going to do a new one. we got an end one. There we go. Spider-Man 2. Should it have co-op? Right? Yes or no? I'm just curious. I'm of the opinion that no, it should not. Spider-Man 2, should it have co-op? I want to see what you guys think. We did a poll about the Call of Duty Vanguard beta, and now I want to hear what you think about the Spider-Man 2 co-op. And then if you've got questions, comments about that, use that question command so when I'm done with this, we can uh, we can talk it up. All right? Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR update. This is going to be about the Spider Man 2 co op info, and I'm also going to take up the position that I don't think co op should be in this game. If you like these short video game update videos, be sure to hit the subscribe and the bell button, as well as the like button. There should be a link below to SNTR Gaming where I live stream as well. A report came from Dark Horizons quoting the game head of the franchise sta- uh, franchise, franchise strategy and studio relations, Ryan Schneider. So, franchise, strategy. That's tough to say. Ryan Schneider went into more detail about the game on PlayStation Blog and here's what he had to say. We are thrilled to continue the journey of both Peter Park Parker and Miles Morales in their most epic single player adventure yet. While pushing the capabilities of the console will be very exciting, we're equally pumped to craft the all new stories for Peter and Miles in the sequel. There's two things of note in this statement. Number one, calling it a single-player game doesn't rule out co-op, but then he follows it up by talking about pushing the capabilities of the console. So if there is any sense of co-op in this game, I know it won't be split-screen. And also, I think it's incredibly unlikely that they do co-op, and I want to talk about why it shouldn't be in this game. First, I want to talk about why co-op is a good thing in the right games. Co-op would not fit in a game like this because in my experience with similar titles, even a co-op AI becomes a nuisance and it pushes against the hero action identity of the game. You're the hero, the hero action is important, the sense of being the hero is pivotal and it gets drowned out a little bit when you're clumsily interacting with a co-op AI. They were great sequences with Batman and Catwoman fighting together and swapping between the two. I could play as one, swap to the other, do combos, and that felt awesome. I think you could have that element of co-op in this game where you're doing one and then all of a sudden you can switch to Miles. and, and, And so forth. I could see great back and forth between Miles and Peter orchestrating that alongside of mission swapping, similar to what they did in Ratchet and Clank. There's going to be times where you got to play as Miles, times where you got to play as Peter. I have a theory. There's going to be a significant portion of the game where you're playing as Miles, and you might have to fight Peter if he gets infected with the symbiote. You know, and you you got to save him. Right now, I could see co-op fit in this game. I don't think it belongs, but here's how I think. Here's how I think it could fit if they decided to do it. I could see side missions, challenges, or even some form of DLC that would allow two people to each take one take Miles, one take Peter, and go through co-op oriented content. That's the key. It has to be built for co-op. I don't think they could build an entire Spider-Man game built for co-op. Usually co-op is thrown into games that are built for a single player, and then you kind of throw in an extra person, and these games don't really work that way. You could maybe do a full map adventure mode that allows you to invite a buddy to play as Miles or Peter and you just do open world stuff rather than the main story. That's another possibility of how they could do it. Even a completely separate game built from the ground up for co-op would be cool. Like a $30 or $40 game like they did with Miles. They could do like a follow-up release that's 30 or 40 bucks, and it's built from the ground up for co-op. I don't like the idea of a single player game having awkward co-op tacked onto it, especially when it's a sequel to such a successful and award winning single player game. Lastly, why do I love co-op? I'm saying I don't want it in here and yet I love it. I love co-op for a variety of reasons. Playing with your friends, your wife, your buddies, it really is fun and it's one of my favorite video game memories. But I also love single player games like Spider-Man and Batman and I can't see a place for co-op when I play through them co-op flourishes the best in games where it fits and where space is made for it. Strong single player action adventure games just aren't the right venue for co-op gameplay. If you like these short video game news updates, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button and I'll see you in the next one. So there you go. There's my there's my thoughts. I don't know what you guys if think. If you guys are I'm enjoying the show, what hit you the guys subscribe button, the bell button, smash that you, like you're button, voting. No, around, you're being sort of swayed Spider-Man if you haven't voted, be sure to vote. There's a, a lot of people who have only got 72 rating. votes. If you're lurking and can hear me, if you're still in chat, cast your vote on the top there. Um, I think Insomniac has the pedigree where I trust their decision until it backfires. Yeah, I, I trust them with Spider Man two. It's related to my other it's related to my other topic today on Wolverine. I trust him with Wolverine, but like I just I, I look at Spider Man and I look at how it played and I'm like, no, no, you you can't do that. I don't think you can bring this 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 co op right to Lonos I pressed the stream deck button didn't I Oh. We came to this scene and that that thing automatically turned on cuz I switched scenes. Is that like a thing? That shouldn't have happened. Oh, I know why it happened. I know why it happened. I didn't bump the button. I didn't bump the button, sorry. I toggled it when I walked away. And when I came back, it was toggled but done playing. So I left the scene. I came back to the scene and since it had been toggled, it immediately started playing. Okay, I gotta remember that that thing needs to be off when it's done because it'll 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 play it as soon as I come back to this scene. Okay, that's that's good. I need to remember that. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. You're like, holy crap, we're getting double Lono. I was like, oh no, what's happening? Am I having a break? Am I is my is my you know my mixer breaking again? Um, I think they absolutely could nail a co-op experience, but why try the formula and how they have it is perf- is perfect. Don't mess with a good thing. That's exactly right. Like anybody who played anybody who played the first Spider-Man is going to have that sense of like. Why'd you fiddle with this? Right? Why would you fiddle with this? Why would you mess with the formula that we all fell in love with? We all fell in love with your game. We all decided that we wanted to play it. You know. You did it because you wanted two players in Spider-Man? Oh yeah, that's why I did it. That's why I did it. Yeah. I I was showing you why co-op wouldn't work in Spider-Man. It was a real... It was a real world example of what it looks like in a co-op game when you kind of step on each other's toes and get in each other's way. I gave you a, a an audio, an auditory example of what that looks like. Yes, that is uh, that was intentional. Well, that's that's how we're gonna we're gonna chalk that up as I I did that on purpose. That's right. That is right. Um, The Wolverine game over Spider-Man will get me to buy a PS5. We've had a lot of people say that. I've had some people in here say, like, I didn't want a PS5 until I saw that Wolverine trailer. Like, they haven't even seen gameplay yet, and it has them interested, you know? Miles is the fourth best, the fourth best best-selling game in the last 12 months. They aren't changing the formula. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Because you got to think, whenever they started building the next one, they probably just started building on a lot of what was already there. You know what I mean? What if the co-op is optional? I think it has potential. They could use combat synergies, for example. Well okay, sure, but you have to understand something. I don't want development time spent on something that won't be excellent or or good. If it's half cocked, half baked, you know, kinda kinda janky. Like I don't want like I don't want that as a blemish on the release. It's not worth doing if it's not done excellently because Spider-Man and Miles Morales are both games that I I feel are excellent. No, there wouldn't be any co-op in Wolverine. That wouldn't make any sense. That wouldn't make any sense. With Insomniac's track record, I'd trust them with making a co-op Spider-Man, but yeah, it's not worth it. That would be like looking at Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and being like, Oh, there would have been so many opportunities for co-op. One person playing as Rivet and one person playing as Ratchet. And I gotta tell you, a split-screen Ratchet and Clank with my wife would have been a blast. But I gotta tell you, I just don't think it would have fit. That's not how they built the game. They'd have to basically build a side game, a new game, which I think that could be pretty dope. Like a Ratchet and Clank expansion that's like 30 or $40 and it's almost like a second game... Where you play through co-op, but you got to worry then because like demand will be lower for that. If people are like, "Well, if it's only co-op, yeah, I've, I don't, I don't want to do that." As long as it isn't the Batmobile and Arkham Knight type of scenario. See, you know what's funny? Last Paladin, I liked the Batmobile in the Arkham Knight. I thought they needed it. They needed an innovation. They needed something that was iconically Batman to enter the stage, and I thought they did a good job with it. There was only one mission that was terrible, like the sneaky combat mission. Everything else they did with the Batmobile, I I thoroughly enjoyed in the Arkham Knight. I was one of the few people that couldn't believe people were complaining about it. Now, when I played that one mission and it was really frustrating, I was like, "Okay, I get it. Okay, I understand now. Why why people did not like the Batmobile and Batman: and The Arkham Knight? Like, it made it made sense, you know." Master Ty says, I think a co op designed mode like in, uh, like you got in Legends would be fun for Spider Man. What do you think? I don't know what you mean by Legends. A, a, a co op designed mode like in got Legends? Oh, 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 oh. Like in Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Sorry. Because it's all caps, I, I didn't catch what you were doing. Um,. Okay, let me, let me think through here. A co-op mode like Legends and Ghosts of Tsushima for Spider-Man. I mean, I kind of said that. I said, what about an open world adventure mode where you could like go around on the map and stop crime together? What you're saying could be similar, but maybe a little bit more compartmentalized and contained where you could call it like, you know, um, I don't even know what you would call it like I'm thinking of like warehouse warehouse throwdown like you find these warehouses that are outfitted with a bunch of goons that are in hiding because you you know because you're 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 doing a good job but you got to clear out these warehouses and these waves of goons just come and you're fighting them and you're fighting them and you're fighting them I could see, I could see that I could see that being being a, a really really good co-op mode I mean, I ended the video by saying, like, there's certainly things they could do that would be co-op. But I don't think the main game or the main story should have co-op in it. I would worry, again, that it would be a tack-on, it wouldn't be done excellently, it would be a blemish. You don't want to mess with the formula. They they did... They did what was seemingly impossible. They made a good Spider-Man game. They were entrusted with the single most popular superhero in the world. Like, why do you think the Spider-Man trailer has 10 million views? Because it's Spider-Man, right? They were trusted with the biggest superhero in the business, and they nailed it. And if they wouldn't have nailed it, <laughs> it here's the thing about a Spider-Man game. You either nail it or you don't. I don't think there was a lot of in between. Because if they wouldn't have nailed it, people would have been like, yeah, it's bad, it doesn't feel like Spidey, swinging through the city is kind of lame, the fighting's kind of lame. No, they nailed almost every aspect of it. From the writing, to the banter, to the movement, to the different fighting things you get to upgrade, to the swinging through the city. It was like, they got everything right. And they needed to, because if they wouldn't have gotten everything right, then people would have been like, it's not a very good Spider-Man game you know, it's a mediocre Spider-Man game, I think mediocrity would have been more easily detected in a game like this, they'd have been like meh, it's it's alright so given that they pulled that off I don't know if you fiddle with the formula, you know I think that's the right way of phrasing it, some of the guys in chat, Eugene and others are saying yeah, they're not gonna mess with the formula, at the end of the day having played all of Insomniac's recent games I'm not worried about any game they release same, same Sony locking up Insomniac was a brilliant gamble, paid off and then some. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Vengeance says, I lean more toward co-op. My brother and I wanted so bad to play Arkham Knight co-op. We wanted to try and work together and communicate to get through things together. Well, and it would have worked if it was built for it. Like if you don't build if you don't build the game for co-op, then I'm just testing something here. It looked like the it looked like the video messed up, but it didn't. If you don't build the game for co-op, then it's not going to work. You're going to get in each other's way. You're going to step on each other's toes. You know, in those games, how you're working on something, right? You're working on getting the combo up. You're working your way to the corner so you can grab the thing to throw the thing to slam the thing to get that done to hit that guy. Spider-Man's the same way. I am I am an orchestra like. No, that's I'm a conductor in an orchestra. I'm like, okay, and now this, and now this, and now I'm gonna pull this guy in, and now I'm gonna hit that guy, and I'm getting that guy next. On that guy up there with the rocket launcher, I gotta go get him. I, I do the same thing. in goes to Tsushima, right? You, you are, you're a conductor. You're, 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 you're looking at everything in front of you, and you're forming your own sonnet. Right? You're orchestrating it all. And I got to feel like I wouldn't want to play through Ghost of Tsushima's story with that going on. Like, when you're playing through Legends, it's different. It's a mode, It's you're, you're in it together, you're teaming up against really, really strong guys, so, like, it makes sense. You know, outside of that, it's like, I wouldn't want somebody else doing that. People are like, well, you wouldn't have to, okay? But the people that do are going to feel... The rough edges of what I'm talking about, and then it'll all be for naught. You know, Spider-Man Spider-Man 2 co-op doesn't land the way we hoped it would. That'd be like the headline. All the reviewers and YouTubers would fixate on how the co-op wasn't any good, and then the greatness of the game would get overshadowed. It, had, it, had, it would have this blemish on it, like, well, the game's amazing, but... Co-op is just so disappointing. We were all looking forward to co-op. It was a it was a huge feature that, that was, wasn't there before. We were really excited. You know. And and then that would end up being the the, the headlines, right? Can you bring me my water? I left my water in a kitchen. You know. Uh, somebody's asking me how would you feel about naughty dog remastering or remaking Jack and Dexter I don't have an opinion on that I've never played those games right a lot of those older a lot of those older games or or PlayStation games I just I, I never touched them you know they weren't my thing give us some type of co-op even if it's even if it's extra separate from the main story I tell you what I I, I would I would say would be their best strategy of doing it Tommy if they've got somebody at the company pulling for co-op, and they have a department that gets the green light, right? Oh, they get the they get the green light to uh, to do it. Okay, if if they if they do, then I would tell them we're going to stagger this, right? We're going to stagger this. We're going to stagger this and release this later. We're not going to put this in the, uh... Yeah, as a pinch. (laughs) We're going to stagger this and release this later. We don't want this to be in the main course. We don't want it to detract from the reviews or be a distraction. We'll release this later as a mode. Like they did with Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Like, if Ghost of Tsushima Legends would have landed and wasn't that good, or maybe it was a little buggy, or maybe the community didn't respond well to it, it wouldn't be as big of a deal, because it wouldn't have been in the initial offering. So it wouldn't have clouded the reviews. I mostly wanted to play as Nightwing more than one DLC mission. It was pretty fun playing as Nightwing. Yeah, I liked playing as Nightwing and doing combos with Batman. That was enjoyable. I enjoyed that, yes. So for me, that's where I land on Spider-Man co-op. Is, if you're going to do it, do it later. It should be its own thing. I can certainly see a place for it. Because you got Miles and you got Peter. You know, it. Working together, I, I can see it. I, but I, I, don't want it to detract from the main, the main offering. And that's just because I like the game so much. Like I want it to do really, really, really well. You know, I want it to do really, really well. So I'm. You guys are taking the poll. You're very split on this. Not a lot of people have taken the poll. If you haven't voted yet, go ahead and cast your vote. We got a lot of lurkers who haven't voted yet. Make sure and weigh in. Do you think it should have co-op? And now we've got another thing I want to talk to you about, which is Wolverine's rating, right? Wolverine's rating and what kind of game do I think Wolverine should be? What should they aim for in, in tone and in combat? Um, and we've got something from Game Informer on it. Before I get into my opinion, before I get into my opinion, We've got a little thing from Game Informer uh, about it, all right? hey thanks for watching another sntr update this one's going to be about the wolverine game rating and what they have said about it and i'm also going to talk about what i want to see from this game if you like these short video game update videos be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button as well as the like button and check below for links to where i live stream over on sntr gaming game informer reported on this wolverine's creative director brian horton took to twitter to announce his role on the project, okay? And he's also speaking about the tone of the game and the game's, you know, size. He says, uh, well, he previously directed Spider-Man Miles Morales, so we got somebody good at the helm here. That's another great Insomniac title, all right? And it prompted fans to ask if the Wolverine scope was similar in size or something bigger. Horton responded by saying that Wolverine will be, quote, full-size, mature tone. He doesn't elaborate beyond that, but I'm sure fans will breathe easier given some of the online worries about Wolverine not being like, you know, mature enough. Now, the mature tone doesn't necessarily mean it'll be M-rated. I think that does mean that. I think he used that word intentionally. I don't think a creative director would throw out the word mature haphazardly because that's a major concern. First, I want to talk about why it matters. In order to get a superhero right, we all know the rating and the content are extremely important. Anyone who saw Logan, the movie, they know just how much further they can take the character if violence and the mood and the feeling and the setting of the movie is in an R mature rating. Like that lets them do a lot more with a character who is visceral and angry and violent. I don't want gratuitous violence, we don't need to be going over the top, it doesn't need to be like Kill Bill, Kill Bill did things stylistically with blood and violence, that is something that obviously comes from Quentin Tarantino's mind, we don't need to go to that level of exaggeration and gratuitous level, but I I do think violence is fitting for the DNA and the identity of a character like Wolverine, okay? Even the tone of the trailer, it's gritty, it's brooding, it's dark, everybody's been beat up, and some guy's about to get sliced up, there's blood on Wolvie's knuckles, I really think it looks like it's going to hit the exact tone that we want, and that's why I want to talk about what do I want. I said it this way, please just give me Days Gone and God of War mixed in a blender. I think that we would get an amazing game if they get the voice acting and story right. That's what I want it to feel like. That's the ultimate vision I have for this game. Visceral, over the shoulder, intense combat with upgradable moves, healing, combos, etc. And then, give me that motorcycle. You can't have Wolverine walking everywhere, right? God of War, he walks everywhere, but then he gets the boat, right? You gotta travel great distances. You can't have this big hulking guy or this strong guy just kind of strutting around. I think a motorcycle would be in line with the character and the story and things that he does in the comics, but also a great way to have a large, you know, space that you're traveling in. Something about traversal for a character like Wolverine needs a bike, right? I don't need big jumps running or climbing. Like that, that. He can do those things, but that needs to take a back seat to something like a motorcycle. Lastly, I want to talk about why I trust Insomniac. After both Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Ratchet and & Clank, I trust Insomniac with just about any game, especially a superhero game. Creating superhero games is a tall order, especially with one that is arguably the biggest IP and known character globally, Spider-Man. They nailed it. Their ability to pull off that game and feature a whole new Spider-Man game with Miles that had its own tone and setting and combat and feel tells me they can pull this off. I actually think Miles Morales gives me more confidence in their ability here because it did stand on its own after such a successful launch of the franchise with the first Spider-Man. If you like these short gaming update videos, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button and I'll see you in the next one. And there you go. There you go. That's the wrong That's the wrong button. There we go. And you shouldn't be getting double ono now. <laughs> you shouldn't be getting double ono. I also think they're going to go for a more narrative type game rather than an open world like Last of Us or something. For better or for worse. I mean, it's hard to know, right? Because it is Wolverine, and he's very broody. He's very dark. He's usually very, like, alone and sad and, you know, kind of out on his own. Like, nobody's really with him. You know what I mean? Open world Wolverine doesn't make sense in my mind. It needs more of a dramatic cinematic experience, not map clearing. I don't know. I, I could see room for both. I could see room for both, Eugene, because... if he gets sucked into a storyline where he's trying to rescue somebody you know, I think what they're gonna if you really want to set up Wolverine in a good spot, he's rescuing a woman or a young girl and he would have to go into different places and get information, you know different hideouts, you know tracking down little, little low level drug runners to try to get to the big players, like there's all kind of different ways you could play it, um without feeling like it's just some open world game where I'm running and fetching and bountying. I, I could definitely see that being very sort of this isn't Wolverine, you know? But if you set it up right, him on a motorcycle trying to get information, trying to track down this this person, I think that would I think that would work. It needs to be more of a God of War style cinematic experience than Spider Man but God of War still had an open world feel and a completionist feel you could travel and scope out areas and take the boat and go to different areas I don't think it needs to feel like Spider-Man no, I think it needs to be a mix between what you did in Days Gone and what you did in God of War, like somewhere in between right, where where I'm I'm taking his motorcycle to get to places but it's not some open world map clearer, do you know what I mean? Well, we ain't the type of character to hop around helping NPCs. No, but if he's trying to get information, you know, maybe maybe he's chasing down clues. He's chasing down bums and druggies and guys that can give him info, and he's got to beat him up, rough him up, and get the info. You know, Days Gone had a dramatic and serious tone, and it worked in an open world. I tend to think and agree that what they did in God of War is more fitting for how you're going to tell the story in Wolverine. I think I agree with that. Like the Wolverine game, not feeling like an open world map clearer, I would be okay with that. Being more linear story driven like God of War, I'm fine with, but God of War still had big open areas. It had the boat. It had a sense of freedom and exploration. It had a sense of low-level map clearing. It wasn't exhausted, but there was low-level map clearing and puzzles and things to do. Um, yeah, i i i would I would say you could do that. You could land it in that space. So, if you didn't notice, we we did we did bring back. The little, the little micro news segments today we hadn't done them in a couple of days and uh, we, uh, we think that they're really really valuable and we hope that you guys enjoy them and if you like them or maybe you're not here for them all the time you can always come back and use the timestamps or you can go support the updates channel whichever is easiest for you the over 40 market with the most spare cash don't count in your marketing well, I know who I don't want running my company you what are you talking about um, what are you guys even debating? 40 LOL, mature games are 17+. plus? You're telling me you got as many four, 4 to 60 year olds loving Marvel games more than COD games? I don't think so. What are you guys debating? Plenty of adults enjoy superheroes. Difference with Call of Duty is it's aimed at mature players. Far less adults enjoy these superheroes. Wait. So your position, Fairyman, is that less adults enjoy the superheroes? Fairy was saying, "Wolvie will sell less if it's M." Oh, I disagree. I think it'll sell more. The Deadpool movies, the Deadpool sequels, is is, is in the room and 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 having a and having a wry chuckle. I I think that it is going to sell more with the mature rating. The mature rating has not been a barrier for almost any game. I mean it, it would what what isn't GTA like one of the most popular games in the world, one of the most profitable games in the world, and it's mature. I I don't think I don't think a mature rating is a barrier for the video game purchasing populace. I don't. I think a Wolverine launching with a teen rating would be a barrier. People are like, "What the frick? It's not even mature?" Like I think that would be would be a problem it's the second best selling game of all time right like second best selling game of all time is a mature rating like if that proves anything a mature rating is not a barrier for sales like, customers don't get they, they don't care you know, I'm not slamming parents parents don't check that crap man they should they should but they don't Yes, more adults will buy Call of Duty than any superhero game, which is why making superhero games mature is a bad idea. That's a non-sequitur, homie. Those aren't logically connected. Those are not logically connected. Call of Duty's sales figures has nothing to do with a mature rating being a barrier for Wolverine. So in your mind Wolverine being a superhero game appeals to a younger audience and therefore won't sell as well because of the mature rating. I I don't think they're logically connected. Especially like a th- like if Murph dog is right and he's probably right, a third of the GTA players are under 17. A third. Not to mention I actually think average game age is like what 28, the average age of gamers is 28. Right. So, and, and the Marvel movie going populace is not, is, is, is young and old. It's very mixed. Why? I'm 39 and I grew up watching the uncanny X-Men and loving Marvel and looking forward to the Marvel movies. Like the 10 years of the Marvel movies appealed to me more than kids. I, I think. Demographically, those movies, from the introduction of Tony Stark to Endgame, I think I was the majority. Dudes in their late 20s and 30s were the majority. I think. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I know children and families made up a massive amount of the audience of the Marvel movies, but I'm telling you right now, Upper 20s and up are the we are we are massive in the purchasing gaming populace. We are the majority. The the average age of gamers is like 28. That means there's way more people over 17 than under. Now, the Fortnite crowd and the Call of Duty crowd is huge, but I don't think the target audience is that bought Spider-Man, Miles, and will buy Wolvie? I-, I don't think it's a bunch of kids. The MCU being the most popular film franchise in the world now isn't because of all the kids. Yeah, I, I don't think so. All kids love superheroes, so if it's 15 rated, then you'll get a lot more buyers than if you make it over 18. Mm-mm, no. I think there's too much evidence against your, pre- against your premise. Your premise is that a mature rating is a barrier for children under 17. And I'm here to tell you, it's not a barrier. Families and mothers and grandmothers and moms and dads will see Wolverine, they'll see Marvel, and they'll buy it. You know what I mean? Call of Duty is rated mature and it sells more games than anything else every year. Is Call of Duty rated mature? I thought it was rated team. No, wait! It is! It is mature, isn't it? Yeah, didn't you just refer to Call of Duty as proof positive of your position? Well, you just... Your your argument has been undone then, hasn't it? Call of Duty Warzone rating Uh... Where's the rating? where do they put that um, is it, would it be an age rating what do they refer to that I'm putting rating and I'm getting freaking I'm getting it's Peggy 18 Warzone is rated Peggy 18 due to depictions of graphic violence towards human characters so I, I think you just I think you call of duty is aimed at adults not children I'm having a very underst- I'm, I'm, I'm really having a hard time tracking with your logic I really really am you so you think Call of Duty is marketed to adults I'm assuming you think the same thing about Grand Theft Auto but then you think that Wolverine because he's a superhero he's marketed to children I, I don't think so I think you're making too many assumptions about games whose communities are full of children. Grand Theft Auto and Call of Duty. Massive. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's the ESRB rating. Yeah, I should have put that in there. I think the Call of Duty community, age demographic, has tons of children in it. Same with GTA. I think that the target audience for spider-man miles and even wolverine i don't i don't think it's children i don't think so the spider-man was kind of hard honestly i think it was kind of a challenging game the 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 combat was kind of tough wolverine the character who kills people with claws coming out of his knuckles yeah he's visceral he's yeah I i don't know i don't know you think me as a 40 year old man wants a purple unicorn outfit and confetti spraying from people that i kill That's marketing to me. Yeah, I don't think Call of Duty markets purely to adults. I really don't think so. I want you to think about... Somebody just this morning said that the reason our audience was gravitating towards arenas and away from BR is because our audience was older. Well, I mean, what do you think Warzone appeals to then? Was that person wrong? I think that person was right. I think our audience leaning towards arenas is because we're older and that's kind of where we come from. And because we come from there, we prefer arenas. So, Call of Duty Warzone, demographically, is going to appeal more to a younger audience. Because it's a battle royale. Excuse me. It's going to appeal to a younger audience because it's a battle royale and that generation has embraced the battle royale. Older generation doesn't necessarily like Battle Royales, as evenly. Marvel is aimed at children and young adults. Disagree with the premise. Doesn't mean adults won't buy it. Call of Duty's aimed at adults. Doesn't mean children won't play it. Yeah, I think your premise is just inherently flawed. I think it's super, super flawed. The Marvel movies are not aimed at children and young adults. The Marvel movies are, are literally so successful... Because they're cross-generational. 39-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds were flocking to the theater to see those those movies. That's why they're so successful, because they're cross-generational. There's a reason that Pixar movies have adult-level humor in them, stuff that you only get as an adult. Why? It makes them cross-generationally relevant. You take your kids to it, and you enjoy it as well like Wolverine as a superhero Logan as a movie was it was really successful wasn't it Logan movie uh Logan movie revenue how did it do 619 million on a budget of about 120 million 619 million all right so what did Avengers Endgame movie revenue 2.8 billion. Okay, so it pulled a fourth of Avengers Endgame. Uh, that's pretty good cuz Avengers Endgame is like the is is just a, is just an absolute powerhouse, right? Uh, let's do let's compare it to a single movie. Thor Ragnarok movie revenue 854 million. So Logan is like tracking behind Thor Ragnarok. I, I, I don't I don't think so I, I like I, I really really don't I, I like Logan as a movie Wolverine as a character they targeted an older audience Deadpool is a great example Deadpool Deadpool to movie revenue 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 784 million so Deadpool 784 million Thor Ragnarok is in the 800 millions and Logan's in the 600 millions they're all within the same hemisphere of success and Deadpool and Logan rated R visceral and violent just absolute just you would never show that I wouldn't show it to a young kid I don't think so I think your premise is extremely flawed They, the, 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 the rough movies did did almost as well. They did do less you, you you have to admit that you're gonna have to admit that like Logan and Deadpool did less commercially because of the rating. Moms and dads weren't flocking to the theater with little Billy and Susie to watch Deadpool and Logan that sure but it didn't affect their success at all. They did great. 620 million on a budget of 120. That's great. That's amazing. That's a really good margin on that. Wolverine, Batman, Spider-Man are the characters that are so popular their movies would make a minimum 500 million regardless of the rating. Yeah, it, it, I that's the thing I think that you're missing is they're so cross-generationally popular the rating doesn't matter. Deadpool, best superhero film, also sold pretty bad. Compared to others. No, I just compared it to Thor Ragnarok, and it was right behind Thor Ragnarok. No. We just I just looked at it. What are you talking about? The first Deadpool, yes. Deadpool 2 did better, didn't it? Deadpool movie revenue. I think Deadpool 2 did better. No, Deadpool movie, seven hundred and eighty three million worldwide. And then Deadpool 2, 784 million. I don't, I don't know. Iron Man 3, 1.2 billion. Holy crap. Iron Man just pulls. He pulls. He pulls. Captain America, Winter Soldier. Uh. 714 million according worldwide 714 million so Winter Soldier did according to this Winter Soldier may have done less than Deadpool 2? Winter Soldier may have done less? Thor Ragnarok was a bad film? (laughs) Was the Winter Soldier also a bad film? In, In the 700 millions? What are you saying? What are you saying? Look at Captain America First Avenger. Alright, yeah, let's look at that one. Captain America First Avenger. 370 million. 370 million. It took a while, right? It built. It built. It didn't even break 400 million. That's right. That's right. It took time to build. call this take laughable it it, it depends it depends eugene sometimes it's okay like when someone's passionately debating like we were and you do it i I didn't appreciate it in this case i don't know i try not to because i thought about that yesterday like i've done that i'm like help me Weeze. you know help me eugene and we're laughing and i'm like oh i'm kind of guilty of that sometimes too i don't want to do that But 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 when you say thor ragnarok was a bad film i can't help but laugh Thor Ragnarok was aimed at younger people than me clearly. What, how old are you? 92? Like what are you even talking about? Yeah, Ragnarok pulled uh pulled pulled like 700 something. Didn't it? Thor Ragnarok. Oh no, Thor Ragnarok pulled 854 million. I, I don't how's that bad? What are you talking about? That's nipping at the heels of Iron Man at 1.2 billion. 854 million. That's incredible. It's the highest grossing film of the trilogy it's the highest of thor and then the the the, the 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 end game was insane what did what did um what did avengers um infinity war what did it do two billion oh my gosh Infinity War and Endgame were just powerhouses, man. 2 billion. Just unbelievable. The first 2 Thor movies were trash. First one was okay. Dark World was pretty rough. That is, it's it's true. It's true. it's true. it's true. It's true. It's true. Thor Ragnarok turned Thor into the most, I think one of the most likable characters in the franchise. He's so good. Oh my gosh. He's so good. From that point on, I love him. I absolutely love him. Um I think the point is though, fairy man, you can't point at anything to definitively to make your case. Then if Deadpool two and Logan are step in step with some of the more successful Avengers movies, you you've lost, you've lost the debate A- at an objective level. You've lost the debate. the the mature rating wasn't a barrier to Logan's success or Deadpool 2's success or Deadpool 1's success they were commercially successful massive massive money to turn around I I think the inverse is true if you would have turned around and made Logan PG-13 or Deadpool PG-13 they'd have sold less They had sold less. Fans of those those characters have been like, this is going to be so you know, just soft. I don't want to watch a PG-13 Deadpool. I don't want to watch a PG-13 Logan. I'm tired of Logan being all lame. They wouldn't have done as well. So I don't think there's any evidence to see that like, well a mature rating is going to affect sales because it's targeted to children if you think that Wolverine trailer is targeted to children, I don't know what you're talking about, it made I thought it was gonna be like the Punisher or Deadpool, it was grisly rough, a bar just blood on his knuckles dudes everywhere have just been laid out, that's not marketed to kids what do you, what, no (laughs) he's got, he's got a drink in his hand man He literally just beat up the bar and he's having a drink. That is not marketed to children. (laughs) Kids are like, yeah, I know what that's like. You know, getting a bar fight and then throw back a a whiskey. That's how I like to spend my Friday nights. You know, what? (laughs) I'm 100% agreeing. I'm a biggest Deadpool fan from the comics and I love Ryan Reynolds. His version. If the movie was PG-13, it would have turned me off big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 When you make mature characters, mature they sell. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good debate, though. I appreciate you having a different viewpoint. That's enjoyable when somebody's gonna take a a completely contrary viewpoint. I mean, you made me go and do, like, research in, like, the revenue of what movies made and stuff. Like, yeah, that's an enjoyable debate. That's an enjoyable debate. Yeah, you'd have never done Punisher. You'd have never done Punisher justice with a PG-13 rating. He drags that dude's face across glass. It's like, what the... F- like, broken mirror glass. Just, like, dragging the dude's face. Just... The heck is going on? You know? How much did the Joker make? Um... The Joker... Movie revenue, it did well. I, I'm gonna one billion, so it's up there with the likes of uh, like Iron Man three. Iron Man three did 1.2 billion 1 billion and I told you guys if it was commercially, everybody thought it was crazy. Like it's a one and done, Lono. It's a one and done. They've already said it's a one and done. I'm like, if it makes a ton of money, it will not be a one and done. <laughs> They're already in talks, apparently apparently they're already in talks. you know it's so successful a billion dollars what on earth as soon as you get above 500 million you're, you're, you're considering sequel as soon as you get over 500 million unless your budget was insane unless your budget was insane as soon as you're touching 600 million and above you're, you're thinking sequel you're like yeah we can do another one of these the Joker really wasn't a comic book film oh I disagree I disagree. I think it's dripping with comic influence and framing and the filming and the use of color and things in the foreground and the background. Oh, no. It's an amazing comic book movie. It's a comic book movie to the same degree that Unbreakable is a comic book movie. The framing and the setups and the scenes, the symmetry, Ah. Oh. Unbreakable is brilliantly crafted as a comic book movie I'd rather be one and done oh not me Joaquin Phoenix all never, uh, doesn't do sequels Joaquin Phoenix also never made a movie that made a billion dollars maybe uh yeah Gladiator did, 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 did like 457 million yeah well, wait, what did Walk the Line do? Walk the Line. Uh, movie revenue. I can't get a total here. Yeah, yeah, there's no way it got close to a billion. Looks like the box office was 187. Yeah. Highest grossing movie he had before was Gladiator. Yeah, it looked like that fell in like the 400 to 500 million range. Yeah. Joker was heavily inspired by Killing Joke. With that logic, composition, then everything is a comic book movie? No. No. Uh Uh-uh. There was very much panels on film? Yes. Yes. I'm not talking about... Oh, it's it's framing and symmetry. No, 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 no. When you're framing scenes and adding symmetry and things in the foreground and background that are directly inspired by the comic books and how they do things in comic books, it's a comic book movie. Wasn't Dark Knight the first movie to gross a billion? Oh, I actually don't know. Maybe Johnny Cash generation aren't big on theaters. It's hard because a lot of people didn't know who it was. I knew who Johnny Cash was and I wanted to see it but a lot of people my age would be like, I've heard of Johnny Cash Man, you know it, it's not the same as the Joker it's not the same as like Batman or Spider-Man these are iconic characters that are known like globally you know the Joker movie in my opinion is not that good okay I was about to say, I thought it was Titanic. I thought it was Titanic. I thought Titanic set the record, and then, like, Avatar set a record, and then something else set a record. Like, But I thought it was Titanic. Like, Titanic was, like, the first. It's difficult to compare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the revenue and inflation and, yeah. Dark Knight was the first comic book movie to make a billion. Now, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean... The jo- I'm telling you, the way they marketed that was brilliant. Do you remember when they were, like, leaking stuff about the Joker? Oh, it was so smart. It was so smart. I'm telling you right now, if, if if the Pattinson Batman is a hit, and I think it will be, if the Pattinson movie is a hit, you keep Joker in your pocket until the third movie. He shows up at the end of the second Okay, shows up at the end of the second. You keep him for the third. All right, and then this is how you do it you do like a social media viral YouTube campaign. He creates he, he starts to put the word out that he's coming back. Right, he, he's got little cryptic videos and things like that. You could do the same thing with the Riddler, right? You could do the same thing with the Riddler. It will not be... Oh no, I think the Pattinson Batman is going to be a hit. I think it's going to be a smash hit. And then you start you start doing that. You start getting people ramped up, like trying to solve puzzles, or the Riddlers putting out things for people to solve, and videos, and create that sort of like... The, the community is like trying to figure out what it means, and, and then you do the same thing with the Joker. Explores more of the mental illness side of Joker, but it's 100% influenced by many comic books. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the things they've said about the early screenings of the Pattinson Batman movie are very promising. Yeah. When he beat that guy senseless and the camera didn't move, I said, they've done it. They've done it. They finally figured it out. It's like, to me, it's like what the what happened with Spider-Man. We've had this debate before, but to me it's like what they did with Spider-Man. It's like you had Toby. Okay, there are elements of Toby and the delivery of Toby as Spider-Man that were a little a little cheesy, a little campy. Like whatever. Then you got Andrew Garfield and now you got more of a, you know, the action and the Spidey flipping and the fighting is a little bit better, but he's not the greatest Peter Parker. Then, suddenly everything lines up in Tom Holland he's every he's everything he's Peter he's Spidey he's mouthy in the right way just just right and I think that Batman they're finally gonna get it right and here's why they're tapping into what got really overshadowed in the Dark Knight movies with 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 uh christian bale they were trying to do like the detective technical thing and then the fighting just got kind of like it just was if there was nothing really rough about it it was like okay he looks he still looks kind of rubbery you know and when i saw pattinson walk up and just beat that guy senseless and then he says he's vengeance i'm like that's freaking batman like i don't i don't know to me, it looks like he's wearing armor. It looks like he would actually come close to killing a man. It For the first time ever, I I've, I've felt that in that scene. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. They might actually do it. And people don't realize that Robert Pattinson's like an award-winning actor. They're like, well, Twilight, bam. Like, you understand he's been in like a ton of movies and he gets insane praise in like every movie that he's in. <laughs> but you think of Twilight. Twilight. The poor guy. The poor guy. He's like, no one thinks of the fact that, like, he wa- he acts opposite of Willem Dafoe and holds his own. And people are like, yeah, but Twilight. Okay. Okay. You go act opposite of Willem Dafoe. Go ahead. Go for it. Yeah, he was great in Tenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disagree? I fall in the Garfield was the best Spidey camp? Oh, no. No, 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 no. He was so bad as Peter. He was charming with Emma. Emma's a cheat code, though. She is just adorable, right? She's just cute as a postcard. But their their chemistry didn't make him a good Peter Parker. You know what I mean? Joker is such a great departure from every other comic book film. It should be held in a different category. Inspired by comic book character, but the departure begins there. No, I, I consider The Joker and I consider uh, unbreakable comic book movies. I think of the highest caliber because they're done in a completely creative way. They're done so creatively, you know? Yeah, Haley Atwell playing Laura Croft, well, voicing Laura Croft. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to her running around as Laura Croft, but she's just gonna voice her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> You haven't watched the Joker? (laughs) I'm not a fan of Holland. He doesn't come off as intelligent. That's not his fault. That's in how they told the story. That is one thing they downplayed a little bit too much, Eugene. You get like a montage of how he makes his weapon. That's, 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 That's unfair. That's not fair to the character. They should have done more with that. You do a couple of things with that. Do a couple of scenes where he impresses, uh, he impresses Tony Stark with his knowledge, with his brain, with his technical know-how, or something. They they montage that, and I don't think they should have. I, I do. I think they downplayed his intelligence a little bit too much. He is. He's supposed to be like a genius. And there's like a five second montage of how he makes the webbing, and you're like, oh, he just made, he like frantically made it at school in a drawer. What? And now his suit is Stark's. That's true though, is that happens in the comics? Doesn't he get like a really advanced suit and it's Does he make it? Does he make the crazy awesome suit? I thought that was actually accurate. We have to begin with what defines a comic book movie. If it's based on a comic, then in default is it a comic movie? It feels vastly different from all of the others. Like I feel like Unbreakable is a comic book movie because it's a it's a it's a movie about people with powers and he intentionally makes it mimic comic book themes, comic book framing, comic book everything like the tone, the use of color it's a living, like Unbreakable is like a living comic book, it's so well done if you pick up on all the things that that M. Night did and I think there's very very similar things in Joker They didn't just say, let's just make a dramatic movie about Joker. They're like, no, 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 no. we're going to set up a lot of the framing and the themes and the use of color, foreground, background, everything. We're going to set it up like a comic book. I kind of feel like that gives them the right to say we're a comic book movie. In Civil War, Iron Man gifted the suit to Spider-Man. Oh, in the comic version, that is something that happens. Okay. Yeah, they are doing the adopted son thing, but Eugene, I think they wanted to do that so that Iron Man's exit would would have a torch pass. They needed a torch pass from Captain, right? Captain America does a torch pass to Falcon, and then they needed Iron Man to do a torch pass to Spidey. Why? Well, financial reasons, but also because that's just, that, that you know, makes good storytelling. Both Tony and Steve are, walk off into the sunset in the last movie and they do so in a way that makes you think well you're kind of next in line you got to stand up and they do that in far from home happy lays it at his feet you know and falcon and the winter soldier they lay all that at his feet it's you now baby you're it you know you got to get over this hang up glass is painfully low budget it takes away from the film the most frustrating thing about glass is that mcavoy's performance is is mind-blowing his performance is mind-blowing he's amazing in split but what he does in glass is at a is on another level when they're like flashing him with the thing and he's hopping from personalities get the frick out of here McAvoy is on another level in that movie and it just was kind of okay it wasn't uh, they jumped the shark you know it felt like they jumped the shark which is unfortunate you thought he was better in split well he gets more screen time in split so it's more of a slow burn it's a slow build up like when he says there's paprika in it he's like there's paprika in it and he's like brushing her hair I'm like oh my gosh freaking chills when he takes the glasses off in the one scene and like or he puts them on he does something he either takes them off or puts them off and he changes persons right in front of you absolutely brilliant but he does it he does it in glass so fast in that one sequence I'm like this is on another level man this is unbelievable so talented I need him in a TV show. You look. you look fabulous. We both know that that's the wrong answer to that question. She did not say to take it off and wear it. There's not a universe where Mama was like, hey, that fitted sheet in your room, I want you to take it off your bed and wear it. <laughs> you're, dra- you're dragging on the dirty floor. Yeah, all right. Get out of here. It felt unnecessary. Yeah, Kane, that's the word. It felt unnecessary. I don't know how I did it. I got to the end of Split and I didn't know they were connected. I got to the end of Split and I was in that credit thing. They panned down the diner and Bruce Willis, like, they called him Mr. Glass. And I was like, What? I was like on a plane and I couldn't believe it. I was so angry that I wasn't watching it with someone to like share in the moment because I had no idea that was coming. Oh my. Because I loved Unbreakable. Like I always told people like Unbreakable was like criminally underrated. It was so good. It was so well done. Great cast. Perfectly crafted story. Just amazing acting. When they're in the kitchen and the kid has a gun. Oh. The weight and the emotional spectrum in that scene, Bruce Willis, is brilliant. You're gonna be in big trouble. Oh, and then they're like shaking and like almost crying. Oh, my word, Unbreakable is so good. And I got to the end of Split and I was like, what a movie! Oh, the, vo- the voice McAvoy's doing at the end, the broken. He's, like, yelling. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then they panned down that diner. And Bruce Willis is like, they called him Mr. Glass. I was like, I'm sorry, what? They're in the same universe? <laughs> my mind was blown, dude. My mind was absolutely blown. It was so good. Oh, frick! Spot, what do you mean by spot? What are you talking about? Most people haven't even heard of Unbreakable? Yeah. Yeah, or people saw a split and they were like, I don't understand what that was about. (laughs) Have you seen Glass? Yeah, it was okay. Unbreakable is, like, 25 years old. Hmm. March 4th is Batman's release unless it's delayed. I really hope it's not delayed. I hope by then, like, going to the theater is easier, you know? It's 21 years old. It makes sense because Robin Wright and Bruce Willis both look very young in it. She is absolutely beautiful and she is so good in that movie. She is so good. She was, I think she was one of the, she was literally one of the best things about House of Cards. That situation just absolutely sucked because that show was just on fire. M Night was such a great director, fluke maybe? You 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 think you think Unbreakable was a fluke. So Sixth Sense wasn't any good, Signs wasn't any good. <laughs> Come on, man. He's had some very good movies. He's, he's directed the likes of, of of Mel Gibson, Bruce Willis, Joaquin Phoenix. This guy, this guy can direct. He's just got some stinkers in his corner, man. The Village. I think Lady in the Water doesn't get enough credit. Lady in the Water is a great movie. The Village is so good. When that violin is playing, like, and, like, it's slow-mo, and Bryce Dallas Howard just holding her hand out. Come on. There is so much. There's it, The air is tight. It's like, oh. What is? Uh, you can't breathe, and then you find out it's all fake. <laughs> it is farce. Oh man, Adrian Adrian Brody is in that movie. Come on, William Hurt is in that movie. Get out of here. He is a great director. He just has some stinkers in his in his repertoire. Everybody does. Come on, man. You think every actor's movies like? lineup is is top notch oh Christopher Wright just had my baby girl at 923 this morning yo congrats my man you're always here always positive always tipping the stream congrats man enjoy it enjoy it oh there's nothing like a there is nothing like a baby girl dude my first was a girl oh my oh man I was being sarcastic more than anything but I was hoping for better with more experience overall oh you didn't like signs I really like signs you know what you know what M Knight's done right you understand what he's done he's attempted to make every movie type. Science is terrible, though? No, no, it's, it's fine. It's a good movie. He's attempted to make, like, every movie type. That's what that's what um, The Happening was supposed to be. The Happening was supposed to be a bad B movie. It's supposed to be bad. There's boom mics in the shot and stuff. It, he does it on purpose. He's tried to make, like, every movie type. So Sixth Sense is supposed to be, like, suspense, thriller, you know... And, like, Unbreakable is a comic book movie. And, like, I forget what The Village is supposed to be. And then, like, The Happening is supposed to be, like, a B-movie. And then Lady in the Water is, like, a children's story. And then The Airbender. Like, he, 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 he stretched himself outside of where he should have gone, is what he did. He's good in certain lanes. And in other lanes, he's not very good. It's, like, a guy that's really good on a skateboard. And he's really good on a bike. But the minute you throw him in a motorcycle or a NASCAR, can't do it. Like... He just he gets out of his element. It just doesn't work that well. Yeah. The happening is bad on purpose. I remember watching it and being like, I don't understand. Mark Wahlberg is a perfectly fine actor. Why is he acting like this? It didn't make any sense to me. Maybe that's the problem. Most people can't do everything and that was his fault. M. Knight's my dude. I'm one of the few people who I ad- I really, really enjoy Lady in the Water. Paul Giamatti is so good. Oh my gosh, he's so good in that. When he breaks down, that's excellent. It's very, very well done. But I know it's weird and so people didn't like it. Show me that night's film rely on the twist ending. Yeah, if you become known for the twist, then everyone's anticipating it. That's not something you you don't want to get stuck in that role. I've seen John Carpenter's the Thing. What a twist. If there's a twist at the end of a movie and you tell your friend there's a twist at the end of a movie, you ruin the movie for them. <clears throat> Thing is one of the best I really like scary movies I don't like movies that are really really violent I liked uh, one of the best sort of surprise scary movies it seemed like it wouldn't have been Was what was it Cabin in the Woods isn't Hemsworth in that it was actually really enjoyable Yeah, lucky number eleven. Yeah, that's a good ending. Uh, yeah, lucky number eleven is good. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods was a satire. To the way the horror movie industry goes. Oh, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cabin in the Woods was great. It was quite self-aware to the point that it worked well. Yeah. I never watched The Mist. I meant to watch that one. My wife doesn't like scary movies, so I have to to navigate when I can sit down and watch one, and it's just so difficult. Because a lot of them I would watch on planes or when I was traveling. Like... I'd be on a really long flight to California and I'd cycle through all the movies on the plane and I'd try to find the scary ones like um what's the, the, the one that they had to be quiet a quiet place I want to see that sequel yeah 12 Monkeys is the reason isn't that like that was like Brad Pitt's Breakout People couldn't believe how good he was in that. The most terrifying movie you've ever watched was The Entity. I liked both of the series they did on Netflix, the two haunting series. I'm waiting for that. They're going to do a third one, I think. Um... I enjoyed those. I really, really did. Like the casting, the writing. Um, how's the poll? It's split, man. Spider-Man Two should it have co-op. It's split right down the middle. didn't get very far in hereditary and i i regret stopping it i remember people telling me that it was good thank you mike Thought there was inconsistencies in A Quiet Place, Legend. What was inconsistent? I haven't got to see the sequel to Quiet Place yet. I want to. Don't watch Midsummer unless you want to feel physically disturbed for a week. Yeah, I've heard that one's kind of wild. There was the one with Natalie Portman and the guy that's in Dune, and he played he was in it too that one was jacked up that one was it. they cut that guy open and like he had all those worms inside of him like the big worms moving around I was like what the frick is going on they were losing their dadgum minds but I did not like it it was a good movie but I, it was, I was I was it was messing with me it was 100% messing with me It was creepy. It was like proper creepy. There was something about the realness of it. It was like, these guys would do this. Like, they would be lo- they would be losing their dadgum minds and like thinking that what they're doing is helping. Like, oof. Oh my gosh. I really didn't like it. I mean, I liked the movie, but I didn't like... I didn't like... Uh, wait, did I just copy... No, I didn't. Made that mistake before. Copy and paste the wrong stuff when I go to schedule the new stream. Um, uh, subscribers. Any duration. Public. We'll set it for... Um, They're giving Penguin a spin off series already from the Batman. They must be very, very pleased with how that movie is doing and getting talked about if they're already looking at doing a spinoff series on HBO. playing death loop hashtag call of duty <laughs> i'm doing so much of my like copy and pasting like oh i did the wrong thing well at least the death loop tag is not getting hidden like death stranding was remember that Event Horizons, the horror film that turned me off to horror films. It was so unsettling. What was the one with Vince D'Anfrio and J-Lo? What a a combo, right? The Cell? Was that what it was? Hawkeye trailer looks spicy. Oh, I forgot to watch it. Hawkeye trailer, to me, felt like it was forced, especially with the comedy. I hope it's good because I like Haley. I like Haley Steinfeld. I think that's her name, right? I think she's great. I really liked her in... um, I really, really liked her in Bumblebee. Right? Akuta Papa says, Favorite and least favorite out of these types. Killers, monsters, paranormal, psychological horror. Now, if you put serial killer in front of killers... I'm always watching something if it's about a serial killer. I have a novel series I want to write about a serial killer. I know how I would write it. I know how each chapter would go. I think it would be fresh. It'd be good. I think it would even acknowledge the existence of Dexter. Like, I think that would be a point of frustration for the guy. Um, about that show. Right. I have a lot of book ideas and and framework and character arcs and everything that I wish I had time for. Because friends of ours just went through the process of like getting a book, getting a book on Amazon and ebook and publishing all of that and like what Amazon takes. And it was like, I was like, huh. Like it got it got some gears turning. Um, I loved Mine Hunters. Mine Hunters was so, oh my gosh, Mine Hunters was so good. Was just absolutely phenomenal. They're not remaking Dexter. They're doing a tail end thing to, to make sense of... They're doing like a tack on. They're not remaking it. Um, It's not a... Yeah, you guys are calling it a remake or a revive. It's just going to be like a tack on season to like show what he's doing out in the woods. You know, Lumberjack Dexter. The guy who played Char- Charles Manson is... I I don't understand how he did that. I don't understand how he did that. I really, really don't. The guy that played... Um... What's-his-face? The main guy. Um... The main guy they always talk to. The big guy. He was just... He was just phenomenal. He was very good. Um... I really liked him. He's such a plain name. Yeah, they were all in the movie. All the serial killers. Mad Max, all of them. Ed Kemper. Yeah, Ed Kemper. Oh, gosh. Oh. When he refers to it as a vocation, it's... it's it's so int- it's this is why this is why I love really well-done shows and things about serial killers, right? They are equally like chilling and interesting. You can't you can't stop watching. There's something about it that is so chilling and yet it's just so interesting. It's like you're so intrigued because it's not about it's not about, like, the violence in it. It's about what takes somebody there. Like, what makes them tick? Why did they do... Like, the first... This, that was one of the reasons I love the first season of True Detective. Because the, the, a really, really good show about it, they show just how far the darkness extends. Because, like, it affects the guys investigating it. It affects the guys studying it. It's so dark it reaches beyond just the violence to the people the the, the it's uh, i love it i love every single time i watch one of those shows if they pull it off oh my gosh season 1 of true detective is a work of art season 3 an absolutely just an absolute work of art so brilliantly crafted and acted the darkness and and how I, I, I absolutely love it. I love it. I get so excited when there's like a show like that. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to just oh, I'm gonna soak this in. You know, my wife hates those kind of shows, so I, I got to find time to watch them on my own, you know? Yeah, it, after serial killers, I would go with psychological horror. I, I'm not the paranormal stuff eh? monsters eh? you know, although this will blow your mind but you need to watch it if you're into scary movies if you like Blair Witch mockumentaries documentary style stuff you need to watch Troll Hunter I am not joking I am not kidding around if you have not watched Troll Hunter you need to watch it it is so surprisingly good (laughs) I'm not kidding around I'm being serious I'm being serious. Yeah, we'll be playing Deathloop here in a little bit. Um, Sven says, Would you rather watch movies that stick with you for days or weeks after watching it or watch big-budget blockbusters that are fun but less fulfilling but totally enjoyable on their own? It depends on my mood. It depends on my mood. Troll Hunter's so good. Troll Hunter's amazing. So good. I'm so glad that you guys have, have seen it and agree. I'm so glad there are people in chat agreeing with me. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I, from the minute I, I turned it on, I was like, oh, the, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I watch it every time it shows up in my feed. Same with Europa Report. I loved it. From the very beginning, the guy's voice when they're interviewing him. He just has this low rumble voice. You gotta read this. Sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, what? Troll Hunter's like Cloverfield, but actually scary. Cloverfield was okay. I thought it was alright. What's Troll Hunter? you just have to watch it you you have to like those kind of movies though like the the blair witch or like the cloverfield so like it they're they're selling you an idea like this is an actual documentary or footage that was found right there was the chernobyl one that was okay you know i i you know troll, troll hunters in that vein of like it they they it's acting as if like this this footage was discovered and these kids went out found a guy who was a troll hunter. He found and took care of trolls. gorner has been on my list for years, just haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's great. It's great. I need to go back and rewatch it because I watched it ages ago and I really, really enjoyed it. I might not like it then Blair Witch and Paranormal. No 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 not, not paranormal. It's the it's the filming style, mo. The filming style is what I'm referring to. Cloverfield and Blair Witch, they play like we'll call it found footage. We found this footage. This is insane, right? And you you know it's not real, but it's not paranormal though. Right? No, not Troll Hunter's Tales of Arcadia <laughs> by DreamWorks. No, 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 Troll Hunter plural. <laughs> I don't like the paranormal stuff for 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 a handful of reasons. I, I it just feels like it they they cheat to get it to make it. Sc- I don't know. I feel like they cheat to make it scary. You know what I mean. I feel like they cheat to make it scary. Like, woo, woo, stuff's like flying around. But, like, Haunting of Hill House doesn't feel paranormal to me, but it is. Like, the people that are walking around and the, the ghosts in the background and stuff. Like, it, I, I, I guess that would be paranormal. And I did like it. Do you believe in ghosts and demons? Oh, come on. You can't ask a question like that. Not at the end of the stream. <laughs> uh... but when it's well done. Yeah, yeah. If it's well yeah, if it's well done. Paranormal can get kind of cheesy, kind of cheap, you know. Kind of boo, you know. Sometimes paranormal stuff can get like overly gruesome too and like just gross. It's like ah. Did you see the creep movies? mm-mm Just a banger of a question at the end. Is it wrong if I do? I mean, I'll 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 ask you a question. (laughs) I'll ask you a question. Thank you for the ten dollars, Reaper. Do you think all reality is observable and measurable and testable? Do you think it is? Is everything? I'm just curious. I'll try to ask tomorrow. No, I've read, yeah, Sven asked if I've read the screw tape letters. I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. C.S. Lewis didn't like writing it, he never did another one for a reason. If I come across Ghost Adventures on my feed, I watch it without hesitation. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Eugene says, not currently. Ah, there it is. Not, not, cl- not exactly, but that would that would be basically like very close to like logical positivism, right? Everything can be empirically proven and studied. Theoretically, all reality is observable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theoretically, and people put hope in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weir Helson was a lucky man in season one. I know what you're referring to, and I do not disagree with you. Yeah, I wonder how many times he has to film that scene. <laughs> I need—I think we need to do a couple more takes, just a few. <laughs> uh. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a TV show where they investigate the paranormal. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Everything we can see is just a trick of the light. Yeah, I forget her name. She she is, she is quite fetching, but I forget her name. You know what I mean? Didn't they they put her in something recently? And she got a lot of attention for. It. Wasn't it Baywatch? I think they did that Baywatch movie with um with Dwayne Rock Johnson. I think she was in that, wasn't she? Did you say Jillian Anderson is in Hannibal? Yeah, and so is Mads Mikkelsen. I don't know. I don't Mikkelsen. I don't know how much more reason you need to watch it. <laughs> it's got Gillian Anderson and Mads Mikkelsen in it. you don't need any other people in the show. I mean, there there are more though, by the way. There are more. Lawrence Fishburne's in it. It's <laughs> it's it's a, it's a solid Solid show. Solid cast. It is. It's very, very good. I didn't like when they got away from this is my design. I thought that was frustrating. There's a thing that they do in season one and two, when the main character analyzes a scene, a murder scene, you know, and he goes, this is my design. He goes, and like, he, he sort of envisions it all. When they departed from that, I got irritated. I thought that was one of the best things in the show. I think they I think they got away from the show's DNA and identity when they did that. I don't think it ever recovered personally. I think it I think it it peaked and then dropped and did fine. It it coasted to the end. It got better. It got better near the end, but I don't think they ever recovered from removing that from the show. I did not like when they did that. Alexandra Daddario, what a name! Alexandra Daddario—that's her name. Oh yeah, that's her. That's her, all right. Yep. She's a natural brunette. Wasn't she a blonde in True Detective? Wait, does she? Sh- she shows up. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. She shows up in True Detective. They have this. They have the screenshot for season three. I was like, she wasn't in season three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She has um 20 million followers on Instagram. I wonder why that is. <laughs> 20 million. Yeah. I love the idea of Baywatch. I love that they sold I love that they sold a modern woman on it. That is phenomenal to me. So here's what you're going to do. Are you familiar with the show? (laughs) I'm just seeing the sit-down. You know, I'm seeing the sit-down. The guy's got, like... He's got, like, a piece of paper, and he's like, so, we're just gonna do... We're just gonna do a run-through of, uh... of what you're gonna do in the movie Baywatch. Have you, um... Have you seen the show? (laughs) It's gonna be a lot of running. Are you in shape? I mean, we can see you're in shape, but are you in, like in shape to run. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of that. Now we will be filming at a certain frame rate because slow motion is absolutely paramount to this, sh- to this movie success.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah. He's, Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's a hunk. Holy moly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's pretty dreamy. I couldn't watch Baywatch growing up. Zac Efron isn't real. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is quite dreamy. <clears throat> what? How are your slow motion skills? How are you with slow motion? <laughs> like I said, it was surprising to me. It felt like we were leaving behind that era of, of of content you know like Baywatch feels like a lifetime ago it feels like well, you'd never make that now what about Collateral Collateral's excellent the most recent episode of Comedians in Cars getting coffee that I watched was with uh, Jamie Foxx and Jamie Foxx is he, he is he is so brilliant and I don't think people know it if you do know it, then congratulations. He is absolutely brilliant. His, his repertoire of work is unbelievable. It really, it truly is. He is, You, th- I think people think of Jamie Foxx and they just think of, oh yeah, haha, Jamie Foxx. No, 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 no. This guy is a genius. <laughs> He's, he is absolutely brilliant. And he is a surprisingly good impersonator. He, he was doing... He was doing... Um, Chappelle. He was doing Robert Downey Jr. Oh my gosh! So smart. Such a smart guy. He, he's one of those guys that's so smart that it makes you want to hang out with him. It's not intimidating. It's not intimidating. Like, yeah, him and Ray like it's not intimidating like some people are so brilliant you'd be a little intimidated to hang out with them you'd be like oh wow but him no dude let's just go, let's go get a cheeseburger man like he's just one of those guys who just seems approachable and fun and just kind and dripping with talent the my favorite part is was was his honesty in the interview he was talking about when he started making money, and he he became wealthy, and he started joking about money, right? He started joking about money, and it hurt his act, and then he was at a he was at a venue, and the doors opened, and it was like, Gah! everyone was laughing, and he could feel the energy, and he said there was, there was this skinny black dude on stage in a tank top by the name of Chris Tucker, and he was hungry. And he said he walked past me later like I like I wasn't anything. And he said later, he said it messed him up for days. Like his act suffered. He wasn't, he was bombing because it got in his head. I'm losing it and this guy's going for it. And then he was at some thing and some woman came up and was like, hey, hey. And he thought she recognized him and she asked where Chris Tucker was. And she told him that he looked familiar. And he was like, ooh. And to me, the encouraging thing about it was that was... That was an age ago, you know. Now Jamie Fox has been in Ray. He's been in Django Unchained. Like he—he's got a history in stand-up. He's—he's he's got all these things. He's—he's he's been able to do, you know. Oh yeah, he's great in Collateral. Getting to act with Tom Cruise. I like the Collateral. You know what Collateral feels like to me? Collateral feels like almost influenced by an old Hitchcock movie. The idea of taking two big dogs and putting them in a small space and just constantly having them share space and dialogue and tension in a, in a, in a confined space Ah, oh, there's, there's some brilliance there I like it, I really really do, Collateral is an excellent movie you are screwing with my work speaking of work, we've got work to do we need to go play some Death Loop, and this is the opening screen. We can break the loop or protect the loop. So you kind of pick between the two. Let me make sure we have redirect set up. I'm going to set it up right now. And we are going to switch to this. I'm going to make sure it's featured on the homepage of the channel. Um, on the homepage of the channel. Okay. There we go and I'm going to give you guys a link okay. break it break it yeah you can only break it at the start I can't pick anything else um, so there's the link in chat let me end the poll give me one second hang on give me give me one second If you guys are enjoying the show, hit the subscribe button, the bell button, smash that like button, and stick around, because we're talking Spider-Man 2 co-op info and the Wolverine game rating. Okay, sorry about that. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to end this stream. It should take you to the next one. If it doesn't, then click the link in chat, and I'll see you guys over there.